Today, we bask in the golden light of mustachioed greatness. Of, of course, of course we would be honoring the great Burton Leon Reynolds, or as most know him by Burt Reynolds. Within the first few episodes of the show, I was definitely planning on getting Reynolds into this show. I was going to work him into a film a little earlier, but you know what? I'm glad I did it because I'm not sure I would have picked this movie to honor him, and that would have been a mistake. Burt Moneymaker Reynolds probably would have been a Dallas Cowboy quarterback if it wasn't for a car accident that curtailed his football career. But who gives a shit about that? He ended up finding his passion for acting, finding time to fling the pigskin on set when he felt like it, and absolutely rocking the late 70s and 80s, quickly cementing his mustachioed legendary sex god status. Aye, papi. Paul Thomas Anderson was adamant that Reynolds play a kind of classic porn producer Jack Horner and the 97 masterpiece Boogie Nights, asking him seven damn times to take the role, and I'm sure is honking glad he did. Now play that damn theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, you we're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips It's the Mustachio Podcast you Alright, I hope you enjoyed the solo cholo last episode. I'm excited because today I'm making the guest carry the weight of the show. He is the lifeblood and the old man ranter of one of my favorite podcasts that I've been listening to for years now, the Grindbin Podcast. This weekly podcast is about the world of exploitation and grindhouse films, and there's two things I look for in a podcast. I want to freaking laugh, and I want to be part of the conversation, and the Grindbin Podcast does both of those things. In fact, they've even let my crazy ass be on the show a few times. His name is Mike, Mother Chopping Wood. Welcome to the Mustachio Podcastio, Mike. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. And Hell I get yeah. to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time. Maybe my favorite movie of all time. Holy shit. I was surprised. Like, I was even telling some of our friends, like mutual friends from the bin, um, like, that this was going to be happening. And they just had guesses and guesses about what this movie might be because they know you pretty well <laughs> from the podcast and like what could it be and none of them guessed this so well they wouldn't well they would if they knew me because i say multiple times on the grind bin that i actually I'm, I'm not like a huge fan of those movies in terms of like i think they're good i think it's they're very very entertaining to watch and um i like discussing them but as far as like what my personal taste is it's like paul thomas anderson and stanley kubrick it's it's just film nerd shit so. yeah you're such a deep son of a bitch i always forget about that but you asked me to come up with a movie that has a bunch of mustaches and i thought well somehow i gotta connect it to the grindman so why don't i get <laughs> burt reynolds in there but oh, also yeah. man i mean i don't know if you noticed dude but Boogie Nights, some classic stashes in this movie. Ooh, yeah. And we got all sorts of stashes. I mean, like, all different types, different decades. Like, man, we are... There are so many people rocking stashes. I thought it would be a perfect choice. <laughs> it was the absolutely most perfect choice, man. Like, I was just eyeballing them stashes left and right. Classic ones, like, ones you don't really see anymore. It was just... It's such a really good period of time to have a mustache you know and i don't know like maybe it's just me but this is one of my favorite movies of all time and i also think it's one of the funniest movies of all time <laughs> yeah yeah 
without really trying either. It's just naturally fucking funny. Oh, it's so good. Like Mark Wahlberg, John C. Riley. I mean, everybody, dude. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> I don't know why, but that part when he's crying in his car, I still laugh my ass off. Like, <laughs> oh, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a that scene starts so uncomfortable, and then the more you you watch it, you're just like, oh, this is gold. Dude, and William Macy, like, plays the fucking, <laughs> the most sad sack character of all time, but I still can't help but laugh, even even his last scene of the movie. Yeah, even his last scene is hilarious, like, oh, I can't wait to get to that. And and honestly, I was, I was realizing that Mark Wahlberg kind of was given the same acting direction as Ralphus in Bloodsucking Freaks, like, yeah. just act like a child that knows too much. What's so funny, too, is because apparently Mark Wahlberg, like, he was... He was looking for, like, the vehicle, right? Like, the movie that was going to get him to be a star. And mm. he had all sorts of scripts in front of him. And for some reason, he picks Boogie Nights. And apparently his agents were like, do not, do not pick that movie. <laughs> like, you were going to pick, for your first big movie, you're going to pick playing a porn star. That's poison, <laughs> man. Because people were turning down this role all over the place. Apparently, Leonardo DiCaprio turned it down. Oh, Joaquin dang. Phoenix turned it down. And, That's you know, Joaquin insane. Phoenix and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson worked together in The Master and in Inherent Vice. But he yeah. wouldn't do Boogie Nights. But no, Marky fucking Mark decides <laughs> this is going to be his acting debut. And, I mean, to today, dude, I think it's his best role. He's never acted better. Yeah, I've definitely never seen all of his movies, but the ones from the ones I've seen... I mean, he you don't need of... to see all his movies <laughs> to know that there's... Like, I don't need to watch, like, ten Transformers movies to see if <laughs> the performance is better than this, dude. What was the name of the movie where he plays a, a teacher and the wind is dangerous? Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. When The Happening came out, I was all about it. Because I saw that trailer when that fucking lawnmower ate that dude. And when there was like, you know, you got John Leguizamo looking at some dude getting eaten by a fucking lion. I'm like, okay, I'm on board, dude. We got the John Leguizamo comeback, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. He's, you know, fuck the pest, right? Like, we're into the... <laughs> We're, We're getting the M real Night now. territory. Yeah. And like M Night's making an R rated movie. Like, this is going to be great. Man. <laughs> I was wrong. I bought into the hype. I saw that opening night. Whew. Oh, opening night. Damn. Oh, yeah, dude. I was there with my fucking ticket in hand, dude, ready to go. And by the way, he got me with the fucking village. I was there opening night for that movie, too. Dude. And after that, I'm going to tell you right now, I've never seen another M Night movie in the theater. Oh, no, wait, hold on. I did see that, whatever the... What the fuck was that movie before Glass that was like a secret sequel to Unbreakable? Um, Remember that piece of crap? Everybody loved it. Unbreakable? Uh, so, this, uh, before Unbreakable? Or... Oh, the one after Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm talking about? Where it was like a secret sequel to Unbreakable? Ah, oh, what was the name of that? At you the saw the very that? end. They show Bruce Willis, and I just, I at the end of the movie, my wife and I were like, "Fuck you!" That's and I... right. <laughs> okay, so it's Split, and he is in Split. Daniel, he plays uh, some guy who's obsessed with Hooters. So great, great on you. That's M Night. <laughs> split. Yeah. So that's how they. That's when they introduce. That's right. That's when they introduce. What's his name? 
um what's his name's character and he's like the beast or something like that yeah fuck right that. yeah yeah right. that one was kind of rough but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're really bringing down the podcast with all this m night yeah let's talk about a good movie dude boogie nights <laughs> all right holy man. shit let's break it down this is going to be the movie breakdown movie breakdown all right so uh this starts off with this uh solemn music and then freaking it's like this solemn kind of like very chill almost i think it was a little ominous too but then all of a sudden boom best of my love from the emotions pops off i don't have like a huge sound system man but I, <laughs> yeah, if you're not ready, dude. <laughs> Holy shit, I jumped out of the couch. Like, the first scene and the last scene of this movie are really really going to test that sound system. <laughs> I freaking forgot that that's what happened. I've, I will say I've only seen this movie, like, all the way through once, and then I've seen parts where it just was on, you know, and you run into it. It is one of those movies you can jump in and just start enjoying it. Oh, man, I've probably seen this movie, not no joke, about a dozen times. Holy I started watching it last night, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's a little late. I started around, like, 11.30 or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I'll probably, you know, kind of like, I've seen it so many times. You know, I'll watch half of it tonight, continue tomorrow <laughs> before the show. No, watch the whole thing. <laughs> it's just so easy to watch, dude. It's two hours and 40 minutes, but it, yeah. it just flies by, man. It really does, man. I, I I had a really, really freaking good time with it. And I like the fact that it does open up in that super L.A. feeling. San Fernando Valley, I think, 1977. Oh, man. Reseda. Just blanketed <laughs> in neon and the cars are the size of boats. I'm going to tell you, I was talking about Boogie Nights with my wife today. And the first thing she said, because I was mentioning Reseda, she's like, what the hell is Reseda? And I'm like, you know, I don't even know. It's probably somewhere in the valley, right? Apparently, it's near Chatsworth. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you know, y'all learned something today, y'all. This is a very L.A. movie. <laughs> it's super L.A. It's such an L.A. movie that they just happen to be crossing paths a lot in some one part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that part, by the way. <laughs> so we, we we're immediately introduced to Luis Guzman's character, I think Maurice Rodriguez. Oh, dude, and what... Is this maybe the best Luis Guzman role Dude, like, ever? He was like born for this part. I don't even he, know if he auditioned for it. I mean, you gotta love it, dude. Like half the movie has no shirt buttoned up, just letting <laughs> the gut hang out, and he is just fucking freewheeling it, man. <laughs> and uh, he's uh, he's welcoming Mr. Burt Reynolds, uh, the man of the hour, and he's with uh, Julianne Moore's character. Who I think it's Amber Wave, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we're introduced. Uh, they're they're coming in. It's just hype. There's music. It feels magical, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it really is. And by the way, I think this is it still holds the record for longest continuous steady cam shot. Oh my god! Yeah, I was t trying to take notes for this movie, and I s kind of gave up after a while because I was just like, <laughs> I I'm missing stuff, and I'm having to pause and rewind and. It honest, it's one thing with the Grindbin movies and, and horror movies and stuff, because you can kind of get the gist of it. You can pause it. It doesn't really bother you as much. But with this movie, it's so flowing. I felt bad interrupting it constantly, you know? Oh, yeah. And the dialogue just so good in every scene, man. Like, even if they're talking about nothing, it's still just great. Hell, yeah. 
and we see we see Mark Wahlberg. Uh, this is the first time we see Mark Wahlberg. He's bussing tables, and he's sporting this like little sad puppy dog Wahlberg face. <laughs> now you know what I noticed, and I've never noticed this in the twelve times or something that I've seen this movie before. He, I'm pretty sure that Mark Wahlberg's character purposely took the job in this club, knowing that Burt Reynolds hangs out here. Oh. And my theory on that is because he lives in Torrance, as we'll learn. He's Eddie from Torrance, right? Yeah. And Torrance to Reseda, as you know, man, if you're taking a fucking bus from Torrance to Chatsworth (laughs) every day, that's like a three, four-hour bus ride. You're insane, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they do bring that up. Yeah, they're like, well, why don't you work at a nightclub near you? And he's like, no, I want to work there. And not only does he want to work in Reseda, he wants to work at that nightclub. Yeah. And he's, you know that he's, you know, all about his big dick because he's pulling out in the kitchen for guys, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, well, he asked Reynolds, like, do you want to see my wall wiener? (laughs) But he pretends like he doesn't know who he is. Yeah. But he knows who he is, dude, because in that first scene, he looks right at him making sure that they get make eye contact. And I was like, I think he did this shit on purpose because uh-huh. his whole goal was to be, like, in porn. See, I didn't even ever think about that, that he ever even... I felt like he um, just sort of fell ass backwards into it. And they kind of you know, make it seem that way, but you might have a point. I think you might be I right. used to think that, right? But then there's those scenes where he's with his girlfriend where he says, I'm going to be a big star one day. Yep. Right. And he's like, there's, you know, everybody's got one gift and I know what I'm good at. And it's like, I used to think, oh man, how lucky they found each other. But more, I'm like, more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, it has to be premeditated in some point. Like either he, he wants to meet Burt Reynolds or somebody else like him. Right. Because he's hanging out in San Fernando, the capital of porn. Why would he work there? No, that's true. And he was so thirsty too. Like the thirst of Mark Wahlberg's character is so strong. Like, as soon as he gets a little drip, drip, <laughs> no pun intended. Oh, and he plays a little hard to get, too, because Bert's like, why don't you come back to the table? And he's like, nah, you know, I got I to gotta work with Luis, you know, I can't yeah. let him down. <laughs> yeah, and he's supposed to be playing 17 years old in this movie, but he looks like he's 30. But uh, yeah. I think he was actually 26 or something, 27. Wow. Um, Man, he peaked yeah. at 27, dude. Wahlberg, this is his best <laughs> role of all time. <laughs> poor Wahlberg man <laughs> well I mean like he has a hell of a movie to his credit right? he does like, man yeah it was a good it, it was such a good ensemble too like and we'll get into it as we run into these characters it's just amazing the amount of freaking superstar actors like just super talented not actors that are just famous for being gorgeous or something they're actors that are just badass actors you know william h macy ain't gonna win no fucking model competition oh dude little bill little bill (laughs) we had a little bob in the first time i ever had an episode with you now we got a little bill we got a little bill (laughs) and i think at some point little bill goes and talks to talks to Reynolds I think like in the beginning when they first get in there and he's like trying to ask him about hey when are we going to be producing this movie or whatever oh yeah he's like hey man we're shooting tomorrow and he's like we got a script and he just walks away because he sees uh, Mark Wahlberg and he's like nah I'm gonna go try to look at that dick (laughs) look at that beef (laughs) so uh, after that scene we end up with Reynolds and uh, and we're at his house in this dope ass 70s house my god 
it's just so oh nice. Oh my god, right? Like I I kept looking at that house like how much you think that costs nowadays, right? Shit, man. Especially if it's been if like if it's been restored or if it's stayed just like that, like man, that oh. would be so dope. And you know, it's uh he's putting on a record and uh, Amber Wave is starting the real party in her bedroom and I think she does a quick line and then calls uh calls her son. This is when we find out that she has a son that's obviously not there and apparently uh, call it yeah. at 3 a.m yeah always because a good the idea. club closes at two right <laughs> that's right i didn't even think about it and that. there's that line where she's like i know it's late i'm like late <laughs> shit it's early at this point <laughs> the sun's gonna rise in an hour for god's sakes <laughs> she has one of those dope ass gold trim phones too man i miss those oh man i gotta say everything about this movie the interiors is just oh, amazing to me tons of thought and like yeah all the interiors all the freaking outfits that they have are just oh dude. yeah do that special imported nylon from italy or whatever. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh we see uh we see little bill arrive at home just after this part and uh <laughs> it looks like uh He's he's kind of walking around and he's just kind of wondering what's going on. He, he just he has that feeling of uneasiness, you know. He knows something's going on. He knows, like little <laughs> Bill, like come on, dude. This isn't the first time, and it won't be the last. You know? <laughs> he, he gets um he gets cucked pretty hard in this scene. It hurts. I almost think like he wants it at some point, right? Because he continues to let this shit happen constantly. <laughs> he's like, that's my wife. <laughs> okay, okay, when he walks in on that guy. And he was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and she looks back at him and says, what the fuck does it look like I'm doing? I can't help but just crack up at that line. Oh, man. It is so good. And then I like the guy that's in bed with her. And he's so, like, chill. He's like, hey, what's up? Uh. Oh, yeah. He's like, sorry, dude. <laughs> like, sorry. <laughs> so uh, this is... um. After that, then we see Wahlberg in his bedroom, and it looks just like what you'd imagine a 17-year-old's bedroom at that time would be. He's got some Bruce Lee, because, you know, Bruce Lee was the shit. And this is when we know, by the way, that the soundtrack is just going to kick ass throughout the whole movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Killer. Killer soundtrack. Freaking love it. I actually don't own this soundtrack, but I'm going to own it. Oh, yeah. I've owned it. Like, man, I was a weird high school kid, dude. I was rocking this shit around in high school. No shit. (laughs) Like playing the boogie night soundtrack in my car <laughs> i was like listening to the exploited trying to be cool with the other punk rock kids would have rather been doing that <laughs> at least it's, no, i was always like know. that weird kid that had like a mix of punk and then like fucking the boogie nights and big lebowski soundtrack <laughs> i actually did get the big lebowski soundtrack i was drunk at a bar and this guy was talking to me about it. He's like, man, it's the best soundtrack ever, man. Like, And I've never been able to find it on vinyl. And he's talking about it. And, and then I... Oh, <laughs> man, you got those Yuma Sumac uh, <laughs> classics, dude. Come on. And, and then while he's talking, I go, yeah, I just I just bought that vinyl soundtrack um, sealed. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know phones, right? We have eBay. I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> what? What'd you say? It was a baller move, but I never never trust drunk Daniel with buying stuff. <laughs> anyway, so we're in the morning time, and the dad, the, so we're at the Wahlberg's house, and uh, we're, <laughs> the dad goes to kiss his mom. Oh, and, God, I oh, love this. Oh, my God, dude. She just gets immediately. <laughs> what a, by the way, what a fucking great way. See, this is why Paul Thomas Anderson is a goddamn master 
and everybody can learn from him. How do you establish a character right away? Yeah, this man. scene, dude. We have not heard the mom talk. We kind of see her and Wahlberg, st- you know, exchanging some glances, right? Yes. And we know we got a feeling of tension immediately. But then when that dad comes in and tries to give her a kiss, you immediately know this character. <laughs> like this mom is just. <laughs> Just right off the bat, we're like, okay, got it. She gets pissed off because he's not clean shaven. She's like, do you think I want to feel that in the morning? Like, <laughs> I know this poor guy. He's just like, he's like, damn girl. <laughs> he just goes to the table. He's like, hey, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I could not handle that. I that's sort of a signifier. If something like that's happening to me, and like I kiss you know my wife in the morning, and that happens. I'm just gonna control out, delete that whole situation, and get out of there, man. I'll I, tell you. Molly was in the room while I was watching this, the beginning of the movie, and she saw that scene and she goes, Jesus. <laughs> hey, being a 70s mom, man, it was probably, it was a thing. Didn't this guy, by the way, I'm sorry to bring it to the grime in, but didn't he kind of remind you of Bobby's dad from the van? Like this oh, just yeah. fucking pushover dad. <laughs> yeah, his dad's soft, dude. So soft. <laughs> I mean, it kind of it kind of makes sense though because we get to see a little bit of the dad in in Wahlberg, but we also get to see the mom a little later on in Wahlberg. Because like, oh yeah, you know dude. what I mean? He's he's yeah. a little fire and ice in there. So uh, so now we see uh, we're introduced to Buck Swoop, played by the great Don dude, Cheadle. <laughs> Don Cheadle in this movie, man. Oh damn, is he good? <laughs> he is so he almost made me cry. That son of a bitch. <laughs> I know. I've seriously. There is one scene in this movie. It's just like so sad for this oh, poor guy. He's dude. so good, dude. And like, any you know what proves why Don Cheeto is a freaking legendary actor is the fact that he looks absolutely fucking ridiculous throughout the whole movie. Yet you take him seriously. <laughs> and he has like he has some legit some of the funniest lines in this movie. <laughs> he and he's not trying to be funny. No. But it's just great, man. It's incredibly real. Like he's being so himself. And by the way, how perfect is this salesperson act that he's doing? <laughs> right? Like how many times have you fucking heard this shit when you're in a store? It it made me wish that I could have bought stereo equipment back then. <laughs> just to have that happen. You gotta get that TK forty seven, dude, with the freaking uh <laughs> enhancement you gotta get that thing we do right here in the store you know if you want it to really kick oh man and then uh he loses the customer because well you know what buck's really into country music and he's into country fashion as well and uh by the way what a great way again to make a character like paul thomas anderson makes the best characters man like yeah immediately interesting because like what's buck swope's one thing you're always going to remember about him he never fits in right nope like he's always trying to get some new act because he doesn't know who he is but like deep down he does right like he loves stereos he loves his thing but he's always trying to come up with some sort of act that people yeah. will like know him by right like oh he's that that guy that dresses like a cowboy and you know what i've had a couple of friends like that like especially throughout high school and like you know, early right? college years where they would get into something and would get into it. Dude, it reminds me of straight edge type of stuff yeah. sometimes, right? Like where some guys, you know, that like it wasn't even that they were like big, not into doing drugs or anything, but it was just like, I need some sort of identity. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, they just get into that culture of something and they feel like they're a part of it. And it kind of reminds me of the grind picked, um, <laughs> I don't know, Jerry Reed, 1970s, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what exactly made him go with uh, Cowboy Hank Williams Jr. You know, like what is he doing? But it's like Disco Cowboy. It's very disco interesting. Cowboy. But uh, so yeah, so he loses the customer, and then the boss gives him a bunch of shit, and it pissed me off because you know you just kind of uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson uh, immediately makes you feel like you need to defend Buck. <laughs> like you, I know what a great way to instill sympathy. Yeah, man. Like he's just the ma- like to think that this is his first really big movie. Like he made one movie before this, Hard Eight, but this was like the big movie. Yeah. And he's just a fucking master, dude. And he's in his 20s when he's making this thing. My God, dude. I couldn't even, like, finish a song at that time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So after that, we see uh, Heather Graham. We meet Heather Graham's character, who just goes by Roller Girl, right? Would you also say probably her best performance ever? I in the movie? actually just told my girlfriend that. I was telling, I was telling you know what? I'm, I haven't seen Heather Graham in a while. I mean, I'm sure she's working and stuff, but she her um what she brings to the to most of her parts is like the best thing like that is the the highlight of it that i've seen so far you know she's not an incredibly diverse type of actress but uh what she brings to this part works perfectly for her i thought perfectly casted yeah and she can skate which was very important for the part (laughs) (laughs) and disco dance see again by the way another paul thomas anderson thing she never takes off her skates. Like, what a great way to make it's a character. such a good like, bit. Just, just like a little thing with each person, right? So you immediately remember them in a giant ensemble cast. I yeah. love that. How many times do we watch a Grindbin movie where we like, I don't, you know, I don't know, shirt guy. Like, we can't remember yeah. who's who because nobody <laughs> does anything, right? Like, yeah. what the hell is this guy? Like, how am I going to differentiate this guy from the other guy he's friends with? Exactly. And, Roller girl, you know right away. And then sometimes you skates. You've had directors that do this, try to do this, and they do it wrong. Where it's like, yeah, you're the guy that chews gum a lot. I don't want to see a guy chewing gum throughout the whole freaking movie. Yeah, no, movie. it's st- yeah, it's, it's just stupid, right? <laughs> but roller skates, hell yeah, that's freaking awesome. And it makes sense. Like we're in the seventies, you know. She's, yeah. uh, she saw Roller Boogie with Linda Blair, and she was just like all about it, dude. <laughs> and those those skates proved very useful, as we'll see oh, in yeah. the movie. <laughs> So uh, it looks like uh, she's taking a test. Like she's in high school. It looks right. She's in high school in this scene. Yeah. And this dude starts. And you know, I never understood it when guys did this because it. They're trying to be, you know, toxic masculinity bullcrap where they 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 mime a blowjob, but it it just looks so stupid and it looks so sad. And I'm like, I remember people used to do stuff like that. And he's doing Can it toward her. Do you remember how weird that was, like in high school? Yeah, where like guys would like shame girls for stuff like that. Yeah, and it's just like when you think back on that, you're like, "What a fucking idiot!" Yeah, they're just they're. It's because they want something like that, and they're never gonna get it. And you know, they're, yeah, their projections sad. very weird. Yeah, right. They're like, "How dare you do stuff like that? <laughs> how dare you be awesome?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, seriously, like, you know, they're they're the ones complaining the most, and you're like, yeah, all right, dude. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's just so sad. And uh, so she, we don't stay there too long. She ends up taking off. She's like, screw this. I'm just gonna get the hell out of here. And now we, this is the part where you were talking about where Wahlberg's with his girlfriend, and and he's like, I'm gonna be a big, bright, shining star one day. Oh my god! And uh, also, by the way, cheesy on purpose. So which cheesy. I love when he's just when she says that line, she's like, you know, you got a great big cock, and he's like, you know, everybody's got something special. 
Like, I am laughing so hard during that because it's supposed to be fucking stupid. Yeah, like, stupid. He's an idiot. Like, yeah, it's very childish and he has a very innocent spirit or something like that. I don't know. It's just so weird seeing him because now you start feeling like, wait, is this like a Forrest Gump situation where the porn industry is <laughs> taking advantage of this, this guy? <laughs> And you know he's not too smart because he like he couldn't even make it through high school. No, right? like he's working multiple jobs. He apparently works at a car wash and at this Reseda nightclub at night. And like he has one goal in life, and that's to like be a big star because he has a giant dick, <laughs> a big bright shining star. I know when he says that, I get such a laugh. Like, oh, oh my god, that this part, this this bit of dialogue from him, and then the dialogue that he gives. Um, during a speech that we'll we'll get to in a, uh, in a little bit, those are probably my favorite little bits that he's. What he's gonna keep rock and rolling? Yeah, <laughs> so keep rocking and rolling, you know. <laughs> oh, Wahlberg. So uh, now we're uh, we we get out of that scene like yay they're in love and um, now we're back at the club and Heather Heather Graham's going around. Was uh, I keep wanting to call, Roller Girl, right? I keep wanting yeah. to say Rollerball. And uh, he's gonna, <laughs> she, uh, so I, Jonathan, it, <laughs> Jonathan. it looks like she's been given the mission to, uh, to test out Wahlberg and to check out the wall wiener. So she takes him to this food storage. Cause it looks like this was the first time they'd ever actually done anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she, she decides to go down downtown. She's got to go way down. She's got to have go. that shot where she goes like, oh, like, like, like no joke. I looked like she was going underwater. She was like, <laughs> and she does take that big breath. It's so funny. <laughs> I love that, man. I wish they had played like water bubbles, like on the, <laughs> but, uh, so then, uh, all of a sudden Reynolds and Amber and roller girl are driving down the road. It's the end of Wahlberg shift. And he, they decide to ask him on board. They want to go ahead and bring him into the porno life. So, <laughs> and I love how he's just like, nah, you know, I gotta take a bun. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, oh no, I'm good. I'm just... And they're like, come on with us, and he's like, okay, and immediately gets in the car. <laughs> and uh, and then so like from there, don't they go back to Reynolds' place? And oh uh, yeah, they test him out. Basically, this is uh, this is the audition. <laughs> yeah, the audition. It's so funny because he's all nervous and everything on the couch. He's like. So what do you think of Roller Girl, you know? You, you like her and everything? He's like, oh, gee, golly, she's great. You know, she's real foxy. <laughs> yeah, he's just that's foxy. And he's like, yeah, what do you think about having sex with her? And he's like, oh, man, I'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels like such... I would be so... Um, I just wouldn't be so comfortable with everything going on. I would feel very, like... I don't know. Well, it's I, crazy. Yeah. Every, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happening is insane. And uh, But I love that, that she says, you know, before they're going to do it, she's got to put on music, and she puts on, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. Perfecto. <laughs> I wish, you know, uh, I said perfecto just right now. Um, at some moment when, when we get to it, we're, we're going to... We're gonna wish we could have heard Wahlberg's Spanish accent. And so, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so Roller Girl gets naked in maybe the most efficient and fastest way I have ever Dude, seen. Right? I Man, bleaked. Seventies jumpers—they just pull right off. <laughs> I was like, I bleaked, and I was like, Whoa, what the? What? 
<laughs> Did I miss a scene? Did I black out? And uh, she jumps on him, and they get to going, man. And, you know, Reynolds is just kind of testing it, just making sure there's love and there's passion, you know. He's, yeah, he's sitting there just smoking a cigar the whole time. He looks so freaking cool, too, man. Like, I as much as, like, I've never been a big smoker, um, especially cigarettes and cigars and stuff, but God damn it, it looks good on film, you know? <laughs> You're just, like, ordering yourself a box of Cohibas. <laughs> it just, you can't deny it, man, especially a guy like Reynolds, you know? Oh, yeah. And so uh, after all this action... Uh, Wahlberg heads home and his mom is just pissed the hell off and she's obviously pretty drunk been drinking and she starts giving him shit about his girlfriend she's like it's one of those things where she's basically just trying to start up a fight so she could start telling him how stupid and idiotic he is and how she can't stand him it's really and it's sad. weird because like I guess you know as like a kid you'd watch something like this and be like yeah fuck that mom but now like as an adult i have a little bit more sympathy i guess oh yeah the idea that it's like yeah he didn't he didn't pass call like he didn't get through high school he's working jobs he's gonna live at home what is he like how long does he expect to be here type of shit yeah she just and, like uh, she doesn't handle it right yeah at i was all. gonna say she just approached it really bad <laughs> yeah but it's like you have something decent to say but you did not say it <laughs> She's like, you're a freaking idiot, you stupid yeah, son of a the, bitch. When you open with, you're a freaking idiot, and he's like, oh, mom. <laughs> and when he's like, well, she's all, what are you doing? He's like, I'm packing my stuff. She's like, you think you own this stuff? You didn't even, you didn't pay for this. You didn't pay for any of this. She starts and ripping like, his damn, posters. Mom. Oh, man, it hurts. And you get that freaking great shot of the dad just sitting on the side of the bed like, you know, you feel like he's going to pull a little bill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You really do. <laughs> it's like he's been there before, and I, there's also a little piece of him that looks like, I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, that's a perfect way to describe that dad, is he's like, I'm glad it's not me. <laughs> he's probably really bummed for his son to leave, because now he was the prime target. Because you know they were up all night having this discussion, oh, and he was just sitting there like, I don't think you should do any of this, blah, 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 and she's just like, no, no, I'm going to tell him, and he's just sitting there listening to it going, God, oh, God. So yeah, she chased him out of the house, dude. There he's he gone. He's gone, and uh, we're, he uh, heads back to Reynolds' place, and Reynolds introduces him to some of the other dudes in the crew. Oh, this is... The pool scene, right? Is this the pool? This is... One of the best scenes in the whole movie, the pool scene. Oh, it's uh, one of, yeah, it's one of the best scenes ever, man. It's just magical. It's like a time capsule. When he introduced him to John C. Riley, like, uh, this is, again, Paul Thomas Anderson just being a great filmmaker. That scene where they first have a bit of dialogue when they're making margaritas. Yep, and they kind of go, like, yeah. <laughs> What a better way to establish that these two characters are going to be friends and have a lot in common because they're both really stupid. <laughs> yeah, they're just like, it's magical when you meet someone of the, the same intellectual level, you know, like it's just, you kind of see eye to eye. They're, they're both kind of like macho, but humbo. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, right away, like these guys are going to be best friends because <laughs> when they do that part, when he's like, well, you know, will you bench? And he's like, will you? Will you bench? I asked you first. All right, we'll say it at the same time. All right, let's count to three. One, two, three. You didn't say anything. <laughs> Neither did you. Oh, man, I freaking love that. It also really made me want a damn margarita. Like, that should look good. Oh, as hell. yeah, right? When he's. 
Holy shit. I like the idea. Did you notice the way that Marky Mark drinks that thing, too? No. He, for some reason, he's, like, chewing the glass. <laughs> like, he does it like he's never had a drink before, which I'd believe, right? Like a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. Because he, he downs this thing like he doesn't know how to drink out of a margarita glass, and it's just so, like... I don't know. It's just so endearing. Yeah, man. He's, he's so innocent, you know? And uh, Oh, and then this is when we also find out that John C. Riley's character, Reed, uh, often gets told that he looks like Han Solo. <laughs> oh, God, I love that part when he's like, you ever see Star Wars? Yeah, man. People tell me I look like Han Solo. <laughs> he looks more like the guy that's like, he doesn't like you. And I don't like you either. Also, by the way, has John C. Riley ever been in better shape? Oh my god! Than this movie, right? I thought he was sick in this movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> dude, he's like ripped in this movie compared to like what he is after. You know, like he definitely doesn't look like Steve Brule. No, in this one, right? <laughs> no, like he surprised. This is the best. I haven't like he's another actor that whenever i do see him he's he does great work but this is by oh, far one of my favorites dude oh. i love john c Riley, and w- i think he is a legit hilarious in everything he does he including is. this movie yes awesomely and he's also he also dresses amazing throughout this entire freaking oh. movie <laughs> <laughs> just everything like i just love this scene so much just all the interaction with him and mark Wahlberg, like the pool stuff oh it's so good we have the a rich white, you know, you, got, you always got to have a rich white, and uh, he comes up with a party girl and a dope limo. This oh, is dude, the, colonel. the colonel. The colonel. Oh, the colonel. The producer of these films, so the real Mr. Crown of this world, dude. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, God. And uh, he, comes on, he comes on in, and he's got the party girl with him, and uh, we have uh, Buck Swope trying to defend his cowboy look. There's so much happening. There's all these, like... Oh, with Becky Barnett. We yeah. get introduced oh, to Becky, Becky Barnett. Barnett. Love her. We needed more Becky Barnett in this movie, I feel. Oh, my God. One of the best scenes with that, her and Buck when they constantly bicker about Buck's look. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? You look like an idiot. He's like, well, what's your style? And she don't have shit. And she's like, I have my own style. Chocolate love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just make your own, damn it. He's- Which I thought was really funny, dude, because like she was clearly kind of doing like a Pam Greer. Oh, yeah. Type of look, right? Totally. Totally. So uh, we see, oh, and then we also see Amber speaking to um, Luis Guzman's character, and he's talking, oh he God. wants to be in a portal real bad so he can show all his family how DTF he is or, like, who he's sleeping with. I don't know. I know. I love that shit when he's just like, "How? But come on, man, I could do this. Like, tell Jack, you know, I'd be fine in the movies, you know? <laughs> and by the way, this is his first scene where he's got his gut hanging oh, out. Oh, man. Know, just like. How many cervezas goes in that belly? <laughs> It takes time and dedication, my friends. Trust me. Like, did Luis Guzman do much before this? I don't know, man. Because I, I yeah. feel like, dude, he shows up in a freaking casting call. You immediately <laughs> cast him for a role, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, he, every time he's in a movie, like, whatever character he's doing, I just, I love him. I love that. <laughs> he's so good, man. I wanted to be my uncle. And, uh, oh man, he did a shitload of stuff before this. Oh, movie. he did. Right. So he's been yeah. around. Oh yeah, he was in a movie we covered, McBain. Oh yeah, he was in, that in movie, McBain dude. as Popo. <laughs> Popo. <laughs> yeah, Popo, dude. Damn, <laughs> McBain. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh yeah, dude, Carlito's way. <laughs> Carlito's oh yeah, he's so he was pretty well established at this point. Uh, I mean, nothing like I guess Carlito's way, you know, but like nothing like good. Yeah, just kind of little bit parts. And this is kind of a bit part two, but it's it's pretty significant in a. It's it's kind of weird. Like he's another one of those characters who's not necessarily saying jokes. He's just being himself, but he's oh, well, the way he talks. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's got a style about this. His whole slang and the way he talks. Oh, it's so good. You know what my favorite thing is though is that he makes it in the movies. <laughs> like he actually makes it into one of the movies, and his role, man. <laughs> he's so good and i like how he's so confident like yeah put me on camera i'm awesome but in the movie he's just like yes oh my god i mean we'll probably i don't want to skip over it but when we do get to see where he's actually in one of the movies do you catch the part when he breaks the fourth wall and looks right in the camera (laughs) (laughs) so uh so yeah we'll we'll get there and it's uh, it's amazing man i freaking love it um so then uh so then what what do we where do we go from here because we have a bunch of people talking Oh, we get that great scene where they're both. Well, the colonel wants to see uh, Wahlberg. You know, yeah, Wahlberg's dick, and like <laughs> he has that great scene where you just see the colonel's face the whole time with a smile. He made the same face you that they made in Pulp Fiction when they opened that suitcase. <laughs> yeah, he just looks at it and he's just like, oh, "That's great, thanks, Eddie." It would have been awesome if he saw like a gold light kind of goes. <laughs> Very similar look, though, right? Yeah, and uh, oh, and this is where we get the competition of jumping in the pool. Oh my god, this is so good! <laughs> this is so good. Wahlberg does like a dope jackknife in the pool. He's like, man, Wahlberg's like super in shape, like he had been in shape already. Uh, when he was marking, oh Mark. man, he's ridiculously ripped. Oh, we should say before he meets the colonel, we do get the introduction of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Scotty. That's right, he just sort of pops in, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> and. We know, again, this is another Paul Thomas Anderson, right away we've established the character, is we do the iris on Mark Wahlberg, and we know right away that Scotty is, he's gay, yep. really into Mark Wahlberg, oh, like oh. absolutely in love with him. Stars in and his And when eyes. he comes over, Philip Seymour Hoffman is so amazing in this movie. <laughs> he plays the most awkward, bizarre sound guy. <laughs> Yes, he's so jittery and he never looks comfortable in his own skin. Like, he just looks so absolute. Like, he sticks out like a sore thumb. But he, it's, I've never seen someone like fall in love so hard so quickly. Oh, it was just right away, like, right? Boom. <laughs> Everything about him, like, he always wears clothes that are way too small for him, so his gut's always hanging out the bottom <laughs> and he's wearing these tiny shorts. <laughs> And uh, that is also the the part when like Mark Wahlberg is just so polite and everything because uh, Burt Reynolds calls him over so the colonel could take a look at his dick and he has that part where he looks at Philip Seymour Hoffman and he goes, "If you'd excuse me, I'll be right back." Yeah, and I just love that. <laughs> it was great to meet you. It's so weird. It's so weird how he changes. Like I've never seen a character just kind of go into all these different phases in one movie like the way this one does it. Like it's amazing. That's so great. He's so nice and cordial early on. He's like, "If you'd excuse me, I'd be right back." <laughs> And uh, oh, and so then we uh, so yeah we have that little back and forth in the pool, and we get to see John C. Riley okay. just eat it. <laughs> My favorite part in that whole scene is when Mark Wahlberg goes jackknife, check it out, and he does it <laughs> like they're twelve. And then John C. Riley looks at me, goes, "Let me show you what you did wrong." <laughs> and I love, <laughs> I love that so much. That is some classic like 
talky backy shit like when you're like 12 years old yeah and he does that amazing he's like full front flip <laughs> <laughs> just lands right on his freaking back oh it's so good and you get that great shot underwater of him being like in super pain this is such a great scene as he gets his head above water and mark mark Wahlberg goes you gotta bring your feet all the way around and he's like i know <laughs> But catching that little, like, bit of, oh, I, I fucked up when he's under the pool. Like, he only had that moment to, like, show that he was in pain because he knew once he got up, he had to pretend, like, walking it off, you know, like, um, okay, I get it. Yeah, I messed up. And you notice, by the way, before this pool scene ends, because it ends with Amber Waves looking at Mark Wahlberg, knowing, like, this is this is the new member of their yeah, family. Yeah, the one. He does a freaking flawless front flip. Oh, it's... Which I loved. It was just... He's like, this is Just that you... little bit, right, that he's just... He's the new guy, and not only is he the new guy, he's the best guy. Yeah. Like, he is going to bring this family more fame and fortune than they've ever known. Exactly. Right? Yeah, he's the he's the one, you know? Yeah. And this is also when we find out that Amber is actually Maggie. That's her real name, because her son oh, calls, right? Or somebody calls. <laughs> yeah, Luis Guzman has the best part where he answers a phone. He's talking to uh, <laughs> Don Cheadle in the kitchen, right? Yeah, he's giving him a pep talk. And I love when this call happens, and he's like, do I answer that? Or... <laughs> Don Cheadle's like, I guess. I mean, I don't know. And he picks up. He's like, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. What? There were Maggie? And then he goes through the whole house and he's like, yo, is there a Maggie here? Hello, Maggie? And he's like talking to me. <laughs> he, uh, and that's very accurate, man. Like, I've been to a lot of parties where some homeboy answers the phone that doesn't live there. And he just kind of walks. <laughs> like, they do it. Like, I think there's like a limit. You say the name maybe four times and you're like, I've done my due. This person's not here. Yeah, because he comes back to the phone and he's like, no, she's not here right now. And he hangs it up. Don Cheadle's like, what the hell is that about? And he's like, I don't know, some kid called for his mom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then this is uh, the next thing that happens is a kind of a common occurrence is we see uh, Lil Bill walking around trying to find his wife because she just kind of. Oh, my God. Lil Bill, she, dude. She strays off. You know, she's a strayer. And uh, this is so funny. And he's looking around and he's walking around through the party and uh, he ends up finding her um, getting banged in the driveway uh, by an old basketball court. Oh, oh god i love this so much it's just so weird because she's outside and like a whole group of people are around just kind of enjoying the show and i i i guess if i was little bill i'd be like well this is the world i'm in you know i just love it because he walks up and he says something where he's like what are you doing and she goes get out of here bill you're embarrassing me <laughs> yeah she's she has the best lines and she doesn't have a whole bunch and she's actually a very uh prominent porn actress right um, yeah apparently she's a real porn yeah star. she is uh I, I can't remember her damn name I, uh the imdb her name is nina hartley nina hartley yes she is her character's name in the movie little bill's wife oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she uh she really uh cucks him again and he's walking away pissed off sad depressed all the emotions and he just gets uh what's his name the little john okay so <laughs> This guy, um, I don't know if you know who this man is, but he's in almost every Paul Thomas Anderson movie, at least his early movies. Yeah. This man is named Ricky Jay. He is one of the most famous magicians of all time. That's right. He is known as like the ultimate card trick guy. That is right. Now I know how John C. learned all that. 
<laughs> right and he doesn't do that many like acting roles i guess like he's more known you know as a magician yeah but he's in like every paul thomas anderson movie oh dude i think he's i think he's since passed yes right? yeah he did pass away but god does he have a great scene and i here. kept and he's one of those guys where i kept thinking god i know this guy i actually think i know him from the magician stuff I think I've seen and him. And he's do also stuff. in Magnolia, if you see yes, that. Yes. He plays a real prominent role in that movie. So yeah, uh, but, this whole scene is awesome because he is like all so about good. the business. <laughs> and it's really obvious that little Bill isn't really doing too well, you know? And he's like he's talking to him about the shoot tomorrow, what kind of lights do they need to get set up? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Is the line is is just so good. Go for it. Is he's like you know, Lil Bill, uh, what are we doing for the movie tomorrow? Like, we got anything? Like, how many guys am I going to need? And Lil Bill's just like, you know, I'm real upset, man. I mean, my wife's over there. She's fucking a guy around the driveway. And he's like, yeah, it's a shame. So anyway, it's like, uh, what are we doing with the shoot? And then he's just like, I, "Can we? do we really have to talk about this right now? He's like, well, I mean, what, do you got something else to do? Where do you got to go? <laughs> I was loving. He's just keeping. He's like, well, yeah, sure. You know, we're just talking about the photography of the picture tomorrow. I mean, no big deal, right? (laughs) And he's like, fine. Well, Jack says he wants something minimal, and he goes, well, you know, I love this this way that he says this. He goes, you know, sometimes minimal, you know, that means even more work, you know, because you got to do. He's like, I don't think he means natural. I think he means cheap. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Man, it's so good. It is so good. And Which is so funny is because, like, when you see how they film this shit and the fact that Ricky Jay's character just treats it so seriously is so nice to me. Like, I love it so much. Yeah, like, he's, throughout the entire movie, he's just very much about the job. Like, he's that perfect soldier guy that just churns out work and that's all he really cares about. And poor little, little Bill, man, like, just the, <laughs> the faces that he makes. Oh, it's heart-wrenching, but Little hilarious. Little Bill, by the way, is just like the perfect first AD, dude. Like, it's a thankless job. Everybody's shitting all over <laughs> you constantly, and he just plays this character just perfect. Oh, it's just fantastic. Every scene he's in is just great. And so then uh, we actually run into, I think, a scene that's probably very well-remembered uh, in Boogie Nights. We run into the party girl that we saw that came with the colonel earlier, and she's uh, not doing too well. She... Uh, got a little blood on the nose she'd been having a good time but i think had a little too much of a good time and the gentleman that was with her uh is not happy about it <laughs> oh th- he has that great part where he looks at the colonel colonel's not freaking out at no, all he's, he's just seen like, oh, been God, there done that clean this up right and he's like this is the second chick that's od'd on me this week and the colonel looks at me goes think you should get some new stuff huh what do you think <laughs> He's so Which cool Which is also about like, it. yeah, dude, think there's maybe something wrong yeah. with that? I'm no, I'm no Sherlock Holmes, but I feel like there might be something <laughs> causing all this. And then you get that, like, one of my favorite characters who has no lines is that Pompadour limo driver <laughs> for the colonel. <laughs> when he comes up and he slaps that guy in the face. He's like, get a hold of yourself, man. Because that guy's just crying his eyes out. Oh yeah, it's so oh great. man, and um, and so then they decide to dispose of this woman who unfortunately is in IOD, and because she starts kind of shaking up a little bit, which really freaks the guy out. And uh, this is when this is the time where they're taking her back to the car, and that's right when Philip Seymour Hoffman runs into them, and he's like, "Is that girl okay?" And they're just like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Scotty. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, it's so good. I love I love Scotty, man. I feel so bad for him. <laughs> So, so he's really like the 
you know, the Donnie from uh, Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah, right? totally, dude. <laughs> oh. he's, he's the total uh, Steve Buscemi in this movie. And uh, we, I love this part. This next part is there. Um, we have Reed and Wahlberg. They're inside the hot tub, and Reed is reciting a poem. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> that John C. Riley poem is so classic. <laughs> was it something? It's something so stupid, like you and me sitting around the sugar tree. <laughs> I love you, and you love me. Oh, it's so good. And he's like, dude, it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Yeah, this, I, that's what makes those their scenes so hilarious is the fact they're being so genuine. My yes, God. They're just so genuinely dumb. So I genuinely dumb. They, they, un, it's like you when you finally meet someone you can understand because everyone else has been saying things that you just don't know. And you know, yeah, you know right away, like, John C. Riley's too afraid to tell his poem to anybody else, but he's going to break it out for this yeah. new guy he met right here. <laughs> so then uh, this is when we get uh, Reynolds, uh, shirtless Reynolds, by the way. Who's oh, still? man, he's getting in that pot, uh, that hot oh, tub, Oh, yeah, dude. man, it's a little hot tub party now. And uh, Wahlberg talks about wanting oh. to name uh, to name himself, right? I believe he wants something so, that cuts glass. <laughs> This is this is so good and so stupid. I love it so much. Is earlier in the when the colonel saw his dick earlier, he said, "You need to come up with a name. Think of a name, right?" And Mark Wahlberg, like, instead of like him thinking that it's just some dumb thing, he thinks this name thing is the biggest thing of all time. Yeah, right. Yeah. And when he pitches it to Burt Reynolds, it's just so funny because he goes, "I want a name that can cut glass, man." And look. Whenever I close my eyes, I see this purple neon, and it's outlined, and there's these big blue letters in the middle, and the name, the name is so powerful that when it shows up on the neon, the sign explodes, because it's so powerful. <laughs> and they, and that, they actually show it. <laughs> yes, and they show it, and he goes, and that name is Dirk Diggler. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... Especially that sign, right? I'm just, oh, God, it's so amazing. Oh, it's amazing. And then uh, we get Reynolds who just stoically states, I think heaven has sent you here, Dirk Diggler. Which is so funny because he's joking with him, but you could tell, like, Mark Wahlberg thinks this is deadly serious. Yeah, and I think Reynolds is like, it's so stupid, it's going to work. <laughs> You know, and uh, he yeah, knows especially because when he tells him the Brock Landers. Oh, name I later. can't wait to that. Oh, <laughs> so then we're finally in the studio, I, and I remember when I first saw this movie, I'm like, man, we haven't even gotten to like an actual porn set. Well, we're finally there, and we start. Uh, we have Lil Bill talking the scenes out, making sure everyone's well, who's doing who, and when they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and it's so funny when he's breaking down the sheet like he's like all right so amber comes into the room she does an audition then her and uh, reed go at it then she goes into the bathroom her and becky go at it <laughs> like it's just over and over sex scene sex scene sex scene <laughs> and then he gets to that new name Daniel. oh yeah <laughs> who's uh who's dirk diggler <laughs> That's a new kid, you know that Eddie kid. Oh, great name! Yeah, great name. <laughs> yeah like, oh, great name. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, and then Scotty goes to get Wahlberg, and he's all Tudor painted. Oh man. God! And he's just chewing on that pen. Oh, uh, I love that board that man, he does. All nervous. That was such a yeah. good idea. I don't know whose idea was that, but him holding the clipboard close to him and chewing on the pen that's clipped onto the clipboard. Oh my! God. Oh, I love it, dude. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman's a master. He is, dude. He's incredible. Oh, I miss that man. And uh, he um, he's taken 
he's taking Dirk, who also um, he runs into Reynolds and they're talking to the scene and stuff. And he lets Reynolds know, hey, uh, you just call me Dirk Diggler now. <laughs> oh, God, I love that. When he comes down to the set and he's like, yeah, uh, can you just call me Dirk Diggler? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> yeah, and Reynolds is so, like, appeasing to him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should have known. Yeah, you know what the one of the most interesting things about Burt Reynolds is is that like he's a really good guy. Yeah. Like he's not a jerk like at any point. Like he puts up with a lot of shit. Yes, he does. From people in this movie and he's not really a dick. Like the people that are close to him, his family, he really does treat them like family cuz he doesn't have one of his own, yeah. you know. Yeah, like he's incredibly talented for what he does and he never really shows any sort of ego or anything like that other than his natural awesomeness that he kind of yeah. just exudes <laughs> but uh he's actually really awesome like i and he also has this um burt reynolds as an actor in general has this amazing like he has this masculinity but that never seems over the top like he also seems relatable it's he's just perfect for this movie man i'm so glad oh, they yeah. got him uh, Which is yeah. funny because apparently he hated this movie afterwards. That's so weird. He was very upset at himself for making it, even though he got nominated for an Oscar and won a gold. Oh, Club. so stubborn, dude. It's just stubborn because it's so good. And uh, so then we end up uh, getting into the scenes. And uh, this really shows you how talented the actors are, um, you know, specifically Julianne Moore and, and Mark Wahlberg, because they're acting in a scene that's being shot as like on the, uh, you know, as a porno. And they they do such a great job of acting like porno actors <laughs> from the. 70s. I know, like that has to be one of the hardest things is to act bad on purpose. Yes, yeah, I would imagine. And uh, he even like skips over dialogue <laughs> and stuff. Like he stumbles over it. I just love it so much. <laughs> like he's just captured a seventies porn so oh, perfectly, it's so good. And uh... and when she does that scene where she <laughs> she looks at her and she goes, "Well, there's one thing that's true." This is a giant. Cat. Yes, <laughs> and you—you you honestly gave it more energy than she does. She goes, "Well, if it's one thing that's true, this is a giant cock." <laughs> like it's so perfect. Oh my god! And everybody in the whole room is like once again looking at the suitcase from Pulp Fiction, and poor Scotty is like trying not to splurge. Well, <laughs> oh god, he's shaking while he's holding the boom ball. <laughs> He's getting that grind bin pillow. <laughs> and you got that great part when uh, Ricky J looks from the lens of the camera to just see, like, am I seeing this for <laughs> real? like, what? <laughs> Are my eyes in Zoom? <laughs> oh, it's so good. And... But I love that part when they run out of the mag, right? And they have to pause the oh, scene that's right. and change the angle. And there's that part where they come up, little Bill comes up to Mark Wahlberg and he's like, all right, we're just going to change the angle. He's like, is it good, though? Is it sexy? Yeah. <laughs> Phillips or uh, William H. Macy's like, yeah, man, it's fine. It's great. It's great. He's like, yeah, because I really want to make it sexy, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And uh, and so then, um, so Julianne Moore, actually, when they're having their sex scene, she, she says that she's fixed, basically. Um, and uh, so, you know, uh, Wahlberg's okay to go ahead and get that white Slimer going. And uh, yeah. <laughs> And I love that part. This is the only person who's freaking out is Lil Bill. Yeah, because he's like, when he's damn. Like, we didn't get the shot. We didn't get the shot. We didn't get the money shot. And then uh, 
he's like, oh, are we, we going to cut this stock footage? And Burt Reynolds looks at me and goes, well, it's not going to match. Off <laughs> <laughs> that part. And then you just pan over and Mark Wahlberg's like, I'll do it again if you need me to. Yeah, yeah. Because Mark Wahlberg's the Michael Jordan of porn. He's like, well, I <laughs> yeah. can do it again. Yeah, That's fine. Yeah, you need a close-up. We'll do it. No problem. <laughs> So, uh, well, he's got that 17-year-old energy, too, you know. <laughs> Y'all remember if the wind hits you right. And uh, so, you see, uh, so then from here we, we get, um, do we go from with Wahlberg in, in another scene? Try to re- I think, are we at the Porn Awards at this point? Let's see, because, yeah, he's, oh, no, after this, this is uh, when uh, when we see him shopping with his, with his new friend. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> When he goes over and he's like getting his Italian shoes and his, I just love this. Like this is so his character is like he's all about things, right? Yeah. And like they all got to have some story to it. So everything he buys and he tells everybody, he's like, yeah, no. Like Roller Girl says to him in that scene, like, oh, I really love your shirt. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, this is like imported like Italian nylon, like from a super like exclusive designer. There's only like four of them made and stuff. <laughs> And it's it's also funny that they find this shirt. Well, he finds this shirt that he really likes, and so him, Scotty, and John C. Riley oh, all dude. buy the same fucking shirt. <laughs> oh yeah, but he's like, guys, <laughs> like he's found it. Guys, this is it. <laughs> it's like what the hell? I've never ever That's seen it. That. You, Bobby, and I are gonna do this one day when we can actually go out again. <laughs> We're all gonna get matching shirts, dude. <laughs> Some like flamingo type shirts. I, I think that would be fun. <laughs> And so then we see that's yeah that's when we're we're back at the club, and he's talking about all these badass clothes and everything. And then we also get a magic trick. Uh. Oh, this is one of my favorite scenes, man! I in a movie full of favorite. Oh scenes. my god, it's so good. When Don Cheadle sees uh, John C. Riley do that magic trick, yeah. and he looks at him and he says, "Like, doesn't it disturb you though because of the dark forces?" <laughs> And they're in a bar, like, they're in a disco, so he can't hear him. He goes, what? <laughs> and he's like, dark forces. He goes, no, it's an illusion. And Don Cheadle goes, yeah, it's confusing. <laughs> and then John C. Riley goes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good, man. Oh, I love them. And uh, after that, then we, we cut to Wahlberg, and he's, uh, they're making a, they're doing another scene, and he's with the roller girl. Oh, this is your favorite, Yeah, and this man. is when he's like, you know, they're kind of, he decides to, come up with a, a position that will work which i think is like a doggy style position and that which is so funny it's like so like he's like some sort of innovator because yeah. <laughs> he can t- turn her over in a bed <laughs> and uh and she's of course she's got the skates on and everything and yeah he's like a revolutionary uh when it comes to thinking of these positions and he turns and even ricky jay's like what about the water beds are gonna be pro-? no no man i think i did it <laughs> and uh and you see uh you see him turn to reynolds he's like you want me to do a spanish accent Oh, God, I love that. <laughs> and then you cut to see the marquee of the movie, which is called Spanish Pantalones. So he definitely he definitely said yes to that question. <laughs> also, what a fucking terrible name for a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I would have, it would have, you know, gotten my interest. Spanish Pantalones. You know. Uh, hey, we know how to wear pants, man. So, uh, so then Reynolds, we cut to Reynolds reading reviews from the latest film that he released. Oh, God, I love the reviews. Oh, my God. I don't know if you have any of these written out, but. Oh, no, uh, no, no. It's just amazing when he's uh, reciting it. And you get all that, uh, the montage of scenes. Yes, I only got one. It says, um, another stellar and sexual standout that delivers a performance of 1,000 hard-ons. <laughs> 
Oh, that was good stuff. And this is where we kind of start seeing that transition from from Mark Wahlberg to Dirk Diggler. <laughs> like he, yeah. he starts feeling himself big time. He learns how to disco There's not dance. a single scene in this movie that anybody ever calls him Eddie ever again. His name is Dirk yep. now. Eddie is dead. Long live the Dirk. <laughs> and uh, he's he's like dancing and doing his own thing at first i thought this was a dream sequence but there's a full dance scene at the disco where everyone knows how to dance oh it's great it's, it's so, so good. good man the music's popping all the girls are around him dancing like he's like just legendary status now and uh mark Wahlberg is uh this is the part where we were talking about where oh they're God, like in a van and uh and he's telling him about this james bond movie he's like man we should make like a james bond type porno man and they're going back and forth and they want they because earlier in the movie burt reynolds said his dream yes like that first night that he met mark Wahlberg, he says my dream is to make a movie where people don't just go and masturbate they have to sit there and they just need to watch the end of the story i want to make a film that's right yeah that's when we find out that bert is in it for the real thing he is not here to just make quick quick uh jerk before oh, work yeah, movies dude. you know <laughs> you know what's gonna get you to the top is fucking brock landers and chest rockwell <laughs> when i heard chest rockwell i was like oh my god <laughs> this movie should be made which by the way that intro maybe the greatest oh yeah of all that's right around the corner oh man that made me think of the grind bin so much like every single movie like <laughs> that y'all oh my god and when that every single scene in that fake trailer is just incredible <laughs> and when that title comes up it's what is it uh brock uh, landers angels in my town <laughs> i love it <laughs> And uh, so we, after this scene, we get to the second annual Porno Awards. And uh, oh my God, this scene is maybe one of the best, right? <laughs> this speech that he gives—he's winning everything. This guy is the Daniel Day freaking Lewis of uh, porno now, and he's—I know—he wins best newcomer, best cock, best sex, best Spanish accent, like. <laughs> And like so he accepts an award and he goes up and he gives this really random cheesy speech but the one thing I do keep have is oh he's like God. promise to keep rocking and rolling and making better films. <laughs> yeah, he goes up there and he gives the most impassioned speech about the porn industry. And I love it so much as he's like, you know, a lot of people think these movies are are dirty and gross, but they just don't get it, man. They don't get it. I feel like we're making real stuff here, you know. And I know you guys agree with me. And I'm gonna keep trying, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna keep trying. I'm gonna rock and roll as long as you guys keep rocking and rolling. I think we're gonna rock and roll, man. <laughs> and then he goes off and he gives the best fucking like. This is the thing is like he fancies himself also like Bruce Lee. Yes, because he's always doing these karate moves. So. He wins the award and then gives a fucking roundhouse kick. <laughs> yeah. And then starts bowing to the audience like he's in a dojo. And I just And it's a very so like good. Rudy Ray Moore level of kung fu oh, skill. Oh god. You know? Yes. It's cartoony. It's like what we would do when we were like 10 years old trying to be freaking the karate kid or something. But it's so amazing. Oh, I love it. It's so he you truly believe that he believes he looks really cool when he does that. Oh, he th he thinks he's the coolest guy. Oh my Earth, god! Man. And so, like right after that, that's when we get to the uh, to the. Oh no, that's when we get to where they're shooting. They're shooting a scene really quick from that movie from the uh, 
the Brock Landers, and he we run into this girl who's dying of starvation. Uh, they're on the <laughs> she's apparently dying of starvation, right? <laughs> This is this is such an amazing scene because we get Luis Guzman's yes! acting this debut. This is where we see Luis Guzman. He's the he's the bartender. And who would have thought, you know, the guy that would eventually star in the movie Waiting actually had already played a, a waiter at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it so much, this dialogue in this scene, when she's like, yeah, I was just dying of, of hunger and I couldn't get a table. I've been waiting forever. And Mark Wahlberg is just sitting there like a badass, yeah. you know, and he's like, yeah, well, the food here is excellent. It might even be the best in L.A. <laughs> she's like, and she's like, I just feel like I could die if I don't get something in my mouth. <laughs> and cut to. cut to, and apparently um, Mark Wahlberg's now uh, writing his name on his dong because she looks down at that and knows his Oh, God, name. this is so amazing because she goes, it is true. And he goes, what? You are Brock Landers. <laughs> I just love that scene so much. <laughs> You're Dirk Diggler. Oh, so good. Um, and the acting again, perfect. Like, just spot on. And so then we get uh, Mark Wahlberg, and, and this is when we see the, the whole little reel of the movie, and he's in like a patchwork denim outfit, and John C. Riley looks like he's auditioning to be in the Warriors movie or something. Oh, my God. I know it's so oh, good. He looks like half warrior, half genie. <laughs> Oh, and I love the. This is what we forgot to mention. When we were talking about it. There's that part where, um, John, like John C. Riley, knocks the dude out, and then he holds his hand out, and they do a quick little slap on the hand. <laughs> oh God, I love that scene. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And so Reynolds uh, goes into the room where Long John's uh, editing the film, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I think everything's looking good. You know, this this looking like magic out here." And then, and yeah. he says, "By the way, this is the one they're gonna remember me by." Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was. So funny. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like a lot of the directors of the movies that's been covered in the Grindbin podcast have said that to themselves. Oh, that is a very common yes. thing. Yes. Like, you could just get the essence of, they thought they were making a masterpiece, you know? Oh, yeah, dude. He's like Rocco making Demon Cop right here. Like, he thinks he's struck gold. Yep. And then right after that, we get to the Dirk Diggler Cribs episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> How great is this, man? Everything's from Italy or China. Or... <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of cultural appropriation at the scene. When he shows, like, because he's showing Amber around the house, and like, there's also that woman who is starving of, um, starving of hunger. Who there's this weird thing, like, I don't know if they cut this out of the movie because there was like a lot of deleted scenes or something. It's like she clearly, her name is Jessie. Mm. And she clearly has a thing for Mark Wahlberg because she's always painting pictures of him and giving him stuff. Because when he walks through, he's like, oh, yeah, Jesse did this painting. She did that painting. <laughs> she's, like, so infatuated with him. He's got oil paintings of himself. Also, which is really funny, is, like, it's the shittiest oil painting <laughs> of Mark Wahlberg. It doesn't look like him at all, it's so right? It's good, man. It's, like, it's so bad. Apparently, by the way, that painting sold on eBay uh, for five grand. Holy shit. Somebody owns that shit and has it hung up in their house, and I'm very jealous. If I had of that. the money, I would put five grand on the. I don't know if you noticed, but at the end of the movie, you see an oil painting of, of Lil. Oh, did Lil yeah, Bill? Lil Bill. I would put five grand down for that. Did you notice where he put that painting, by the way? Right where he saw. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Gotta cover up that stain, dude. Oh, shit. Anyway, so. Uh... <laughs> So we're going to the house, and he's showing Ember Wave the the house and the paint. He's all like shit, and then oh my god, the bedroom. oh the bedroom is like 
You remember? <laughs> oh, it's so funny because she walks in and she goes, everything is Asian. <laughs> And he's got his porn awards sitting right on the dresser. Oh, that's so you know? rough. And he's got the mirror above the bed and all that. But Daniel, he's got his prized Ooh, possession. Sexy. Sexy, sexy. And he describes it as the greatest thing he's ever owned. <laughs> like, it's just like his most prized possession of all time. He opens that garage. Ooh. And I got to gotta say, it is a pretty oh, awesome Oh, man. Vet. That is one of the best vet models. Like, just curvy as hell. It looks... It, I think that's the one the Batmobile is based off of, right? I might be wrong. I mean, it should the be. The one from the 90s. <laughs> um, from the Tim Burton Batman. It's like, man, it's just a gorgeous freaking car. Although, I got to say, later in the movie, when you get to see three guys riding in that yeah, vet, it's one of the, yeah, the best yeah, things I've ever it's seen. It's certainly a bachelor's car. <laughs> <laughs> this is when having a van comes in handy. Yeah. And, uh, so we're we're back on the set now after this part, and Wahlberg is uh, uh, threatening Luis Guzman. You know, they're shooting the film, and and uh, he's double crossed them apparently, and they 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 just do this fantastic air punch at his face. Oh God! When he looks at him and he's like, "Tell me where the fuck Rico is." <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, and he goes, "You know what? You're not even worth it." And he just punches him and throws him down. <laughs> It's so they don't even find out. I guess the whole th- the whole point of the movie they don't. Find yeah, out. and so then John C. Riley's like, "Yeah, we did it. Let's go get that Saturday Night Beaver." <laughs> it's so amazing. Oh man, it really is the the best. Work Nobody fucks with chest and rock. Nobody fucks with chest and Nobody. rock. Nobody. I love that. <laughs> So then after that, we're back at the third annual Porn Awards, and Wahlberg wins again. And it's like kind of like, thank you. Yeah, of course I won. You know, I really love this. Is like this whole part of his career is so short. Yeah. It's, you know, like his climb to the top is very, very short. It's only about like 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Yes. It's quick. And, and also in real time, it's not that long either. It's like because it was, what, 79 or 77 at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, because I guess he started in '77, and we are in '79 yeah. now. I guess, and so it, it's it's happened pretty fast, and probably too fast. Like I think it's gone to his head a little bit, just a tad. And he's at the level of like indifference now. Like he went from like this incredibly passionate, thankful person that really believed in the work to like, yeah, of course I won. I'm made on the shit. Yeah, when he goes and he gets that award, and they swell the music, right? Yeah, and he just goes. Thank you. <laughs> but like, how amazing! Like Paul Thomas Anderson, dude, it's legend, man. Like he knows how to. It, it's crazy because, like you said, this movie is pretty long, but the way he makes it flow, you just don't. You honestly feel like you're watching a long show. Like, like it's just. I would have loved this to be some kind of mini series or something, where we could have had even more. But um, yeah. But the way he handles it, like you, you think in your mind that you see more of his career in the porn stuff but it is just such it a is brief really moment. quick man crazy quick and now uh we're we're at another party and this is where we see becky oh, barnett talking to jerome this is uh is this 1979 becoming yeah this is the I big believe, old right? new year's party man goodbye 70s hello 80s everything's gonna be fucking it's great it's gonna be awesome man there's this like new That's powder what i think we all felt like in 2019 you know <laughs> there's this new super powder that gets really affordable around this time i mean daniel has there ever been a movie closer to real life that we're like dude it's all gonna happen in 2020 <laughs> here we go new decade <laughs> 
<laughs> just reminds me exactly of what's going yep. on right now. Everybody's like, man, 70s were so great. 79s rolling around. What could go yeah, wrong? Yeah, you start putting all your hopes. You're like, you know all that stuff I didn't do? I'm going to do it now because of... And Don Cheadle is. Oh, Don yeah, Cheadle. He's, gonna... <laughs> he's open buck super stereo world, man. <laughs> oh. I love that when he talks to that girl. I know it's a little bit further to the scene, but when he describes it is he goes... I have this amazing idea. And Jesse's like, really, what? And he goes, brand name stereos at discount prices. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And this whole time he's dressed like a Green Latin Core guardian with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got like a full, like, I don't know, some sort of Rick James wig yeah. on. And he's got like some sort of Egyptian oh, getup going. Oh, my God, dude. He looks so ridiculous. It's quite the sight. Now you see, yeah, that guy that Becky Bardet's talking to, uh, I believe is in prison for murder. Now? Yeah. Whoa. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, so that guy, uh, in real life, you you watch The Shield, right? I, I will admit, I've never seen The Shield, dude. It's one of those. Okay, so that was the guy who played this character called Julian in The Shield. And that man is in this movie, and I believe, I'm checking it right now, but I am almost positive that he is in prison for murdering his wife. Whoa. He plays such a lovable character in this movie. It's heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually, like, one of the nicest guys. Oh, wait. No, hold on. This is... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is him, right? Because earlier in the movie, she meets that one guy, and they talk, they talk about the... Uh, the signs, you know, and he's like, "Man, I can't be messing around with no Pisces." Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's when we're. That was earlier. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he got um, arrested in 2014 for a criminal charge of murder, and he is currently in Corcoran State Prison, uh, I believe for life. Oh man, so. why is it? Why? Oh, I just, I don't understand when that happens. It's like, what the hell are you thinking, bro? Like, just get out of it. Why do you got to kill him for? I just don't get it. Well, apparently he called the cops and he said, uh, I shot my wife. Oh. <laughs> They're like, I guess open close. It was dude, somebody so. breaking into the bathroom. <laughs> I thought it was an intruder. That's yeah. rough, man. Poor guy. 40 years to life. So, yeah. Well, not really uh, a poor guy. but I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did it himself, you know. Oh, man. That, that gun took control of itself. <laughs> It is always weird, though, man, when you watch a movie and you're like, ooh. Yeah, you're like, ah, yeah. Life gets real. But anyway, they have a little love interest. I, there's not a lot that goes in there, but they're kind of woven throughout the whole movie. Okay, he does have one of the most amazing things, though, when he says, she goes, well, he says this stupid thing yeah, about passion and love, love that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. And she just looks at him, she goes, I'm Becky Barnett. Like, like just so enthralled by this oh, guy. Yeah. And she goes, who are you? And he says his name. And then she's like, what do you do? And he goes, I work in the auto industry. <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's amazing. And he goes, yeah, I'm a manager at Pep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene oh, so much. Man. And um, I know because like, I was already thinking like, oh, maybe he manages one of the factories, you know, Ford or something. He's like, I work at Pep Boys. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff so then uh, that's when we were introduced to another character it's kind of like the colonel plus i guess the general okay so the general all right this guy by the way is in a ton of paul thomas anderson i movies. love that dude well i forget his name the actor but he's his name is philip baker hall yes uh if anybody is interested 
I really do recommend Paul Thomas Anderson's first movie, which was called Hard Eight. It, star- it stars Philip Baker Hall, John C. Riley, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Samuel Jackson. Woo! And Philip Seymour Hoffman, by the way, plays the most annoying guy on earth. But John C. Riley is. Uh, he becomes a professional gambler because Philip Baker Hall teaches him how to gamble. Oh, wow. It's an amazing, great movie of his. Uh, highly recommend. Hell yeah. Thanks for that. But Philip Baker Hall, uh, great, great actor. Not like, which is kind of weird, 180 credits, well, apparently. But do you recognize him from much other than like Paul Thomas I mean, Anderson Well, he's movie? one of those actors that you can throw in for like a quick scene or two. And he's he has a great impact, but he doesn't really he he doesn't have a lot of starring roles, you know. So I think he gets away with a lot of quick bit parts, is like boom, 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 character actor. Yeah. Style. And if you want to see a starring role with him, definitely Hard Eight. Nice. He's, he's pretty much the star of that movie. Well, he walks into this house owning the place, and he just says, "Meet oh, boys, blah blah blah. <laughs> Meet girls, blah blah blah." <laughs> Yeah, and he says that the Colonel he goes, These are the new these are the new stars. Yeah. Real people. Which is so funny is cause you look over and they're the schlubbiest <laughs> look at- He goes, Real people fucking on camera. <laughs> like that's the future of this is nineteen eighty, baby. Yeah. It's like you had a dream that these kids were just gonna be the next big thing. Like I feel like this is like when uh, they introduced the guys from New Kids on the Block in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, so he, he introduces them, and then Amber Waves is looking super high and coked up, and she does a great job at, I mean, amazing job uh, at acting fucked up. Like, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. She's a great oh, actress. Moore. But there's that scene, so, like, this is the last scene that Jesse tries to pursue Dirk Diggler, is that she's talking to him on the couch, and then Amber comes up and wants to talk to Dirk. She swoops right? him away, man. Just boom. And that's when she gives up and she goes and talks to Don Cheadle. Yeah. And they're never separated for the rest of the movie. And it's kind of magical. I love that scene because the camera sits on her kind of like, well, that happened. And she's kind of looking around. And it sits almost uncomfortably long at her because she's not saying anything. Yeah. She's just staring. And then you see poor Don Cheadle with his stupid ass wig on. (laughs) And uh, that's when she goes and talks to him and we get all that magical... Oh my god, yeah, that's when you get, like, his yep. brilliant Buck idea. Buck Super Stereo Which also, World. <laughs> also, by the way, the way they, they endear each other to themselves is they're like, oh, hold on, what were we talking about? Yep. And he goes, oh yeah, uh, sunsets. <laughs> and he's and she's like, yeah, and he goes, but I like sunrises better. And she's like, me too. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so oh, great, man. Man. and then like at, right after that then we get uh todd parker just kind of skunk thomas jane just walks into okay. the movie like he's been in it since the last hour tom jane steals this the last half hour of this movie like you wouldn't he believe steals dude. it dude. like this guy that mustache that he is sporting oh by the way. he just pones it man just so him playing the character what's his todd character? parker todd. yeah Who's like a Chippendales dancer, apparently. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. I figured he was in the biz. Like, I guess he kind of No, is. so apparently he's like a male dancer. Uh, and that's how Reed knows him, because they go to the same gym. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, and he's like super Mr. Swag, Mr. Cool. He knows about cars. He has this thing where he's talking about a car. I would have taken me a thousand takes to say all the car shit that he said in those lines when he's talking to Reed. <laughs> Like holy crap! Oh yeah, because he saw 
he saw uh, Dirk Diggler's car out there, and he's like, "Who's vet?" Yeah, yeah. And John C. Riley's like, "Oh, it's Dirk's," and he's like, "Man!" And then he just rattles off every detail about that Holy car. Shit, he's so like, oh, it's so perfect, man. I love his character. Oh God, when he comes in, by the way, and he's like, "Look at all those chicks and everything," and and he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and he's like, "I'd like to introduce her to my lap." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. I was like, oh, my God. He's man. very confident, and uh, so then we we get because uh, Amber Wave had you know taken Wahlberg away and told him that he had a, she had a surprise for him. So now we're with them in the room, and she's being she's being very weird and very. It's all her fault, dude. She introduces him. Yeah, to man. This is that moment, like in every like famous musician's uh, biography movie or documentary, where it's that moment where it's like, yeah, that's cool, man. Don't worry, it ain't nothing big. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so she he does a he does a little cocaine with her and my favorite part he's like you think i look cool when i do it <laughs> oh my god right do it look cool doing it <laughs> he has the best delivery for that stuff man oh and uh so yeah then they make out and uh you know they have their good times and it's very uncomfortable these scenes when they make out because she's so maternal oh yeah it just <laughs> It's very gives you those uh, st- Back to the Future vibes. <laughs> so, uh, so now we get Floyd. Uh, Floyd is the, the the general talking to the colonel and Jack um, about wanting to start getting into movies on videotape and not film because film's crazy expensive. And of course, freaking Jack is just not having it. He's a damn filmmaker. He wants to do it his way. As he says, 10 minutes before the new year, you come into my house and try and tell me what I'm going to do. No, no. And then he walks out. Yeah, and Floyd, during that conversation, though, Floyd, that act, the actor we were just talking about, has one of the best lines where he's like, I like simple pleasures, like butter in my ass, lollipops in my mouth. That's just me. That's just something <laughs> yeah, that I, and he goes, I like. <laughs> I like watching people fuck on yeah. camera. <laughs> Call me crazy. Call me a pervert. <laughs> so good, man. <laughs> Oh, I wish I could have written that line. Oh, and so he's a simple man, you know, simple pleasure. Simple man. And uh, it, now it comes. Um, it, I think uh, right around this time is when we see Lil Bill, and he's doing that. He's doing the regular thing of looking for his wife at the party. Yeah, he knows, Oof, man. Oh, you know what? Actually, I just missed a very good scene. Uh, oh, this is when yeah, Sky dude. comes up to Dirk and is like, "Hey, you want to see my new car?" <laughs> Oh God! And, uh, this is the most uncomfortable scene. Dear God! And Scotty is obviously, you know, New Year's Eve messed up, and he's very drunk. And there's a little moment where now we see, uh, we see Dirk meet, um, what's his name, uh, Thomas Jane. Oh, yeah, Tom. Yeah, he meets Tom Jane for for. A and Scotty's moment. like, uh, um, were you gonna come check out the car or? <laughs> and so they go. Yeah, to and the- this is weird because like Dirk kind of goes back to being like his nice, his nice self. Yeah. Right? <laughs> It, uh, it's actually a pretty dope car. I think it's like a 370Z or 280Z or something. I'm, like, I'm not sure. But uh, and then, oh, and he's being so uncomfortable uh, about it. He's like, "Cause if you don't like, if you don't think it's cool, like I'm gonna take." It yeah, back. <laughs> and, uh, he even like has he even has Dirk like close his eyes, like just close your eyes and I just want you to see it. And he's like kind of like modeling on the car hood. <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah. please, dude. And he's got like this jacket and everything. It's, like, it's so sad. Friends don't do this when they show each other their cars. <laughs> they oh, don't have God. their friend open their eyes as a surprise and you're just modeled on the hood like an 80s music video. 
And so then all of a sudden, freaking Scotty goes in for a big old kiss, man. Oh, yeah. He's like, do you want to go for a ride? And then immediately goes to make <laughs> yeah. out. Them. And Mark Wahlberg's reaction is so good when he's like, Scotty, what the hell are you doing, man? No, no, that's yeah. I like you, Scotty. But... Yeah. He's like, do you like me? And he's like, yeah, Scotty. <laughs> It's so funny because, like, he's trying to still be nice to his friend, but also, like, what am I going to do? Like, this is the worst thing that could happen in this moment. <laughs> it's so uncomfortable yet so hilarious. Like, and then, yeah. like, the funny thing is, like, he just wants to get back to the party and Philip Seymour Hoffman keeps trying. Oh, I know. Because he's like, yeah, but, like, do you, what do you think, though, of the car? <laughs> Scotty, what are you talking about? Let's just go back to the party, man. <laughs> oh, God. But you get that when he leaves, that scene when Philip Seymour Hoffman sits in his car and he just goes, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> you know, that's a very relatable, like this it's moment so may sad, not be. I love that scene. So <laughs> it may much. not be relatable to all of us, but I think we've all. Like that specific scene, maybe, but we've all been in a car and we've said all been that. There. Yeah, sad, and it's just like no, we have. Like we've all been rejected mm-hmm. in a horrible just got way. Boogers like that. coming and out. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like it's so funny to watch it, but also like knowing that, like, yeah, I've been yep, there, dude. I feel your pain, brother. And so <laughs> then we got. So this is when we get little Bill, and he's walking through the party. Oh, God. And everyone's kind of like trying to talk to him, but he's like trying to find his damn wife. And he ends up walking into a room. He sees sees her boning somebody. And he just nonchalantly doesn't make a scene. He just closes the door, and just lightly just kind of finds his way throughout the through the house out to his car. See him open up his glove box. We all know what's gonna happen. He grabs a car. He grabs a gun. He grabs the gat, and. Uh, it, Loads it, loads by the it way, up in the front seat, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> and yeah. he just takes a, a light stroll through the house as everyone starts counting down for the New Year's. It's, it's there. I think they're like on three, like four, three, yeah. three, pop, pop, two. Pop. It's just... <laughs> and everyone's like, for a moment, like, what was that? But then, hey, it's New Year's, so everyone just sort of forgets. But he goes into the room and pops three shots into the room. We don't see any of it, but it, it honestly is more has more of an impact this way, I feel. Oh, yeah, I think it's great. And he walks out of the hallway with the gun, and for a moment, you're not really sure what's going to happen, but he has this face where you're like, uh-oh, and blammo! <laughs> he takes himself out. Like, I love this scene because he looks at everybody he smiles a little bit he shoots himself in the head his brain splatter on the wall and then it just cuts to 1980 <laughs> <laughs> like on the titles <laughs> and you're like shit man but what i love about it is we know from this point on everything's going down yeah it's a perfect signifier of it's a like an omen you know of what's to come yeah, I love it, man. Like, it's just such a great way to change the tone of this movie. Because, man, does it oh, change. Oh, things get at dark. This point. Like, dark and ominous, like, so quick. And and, and also, um, Dirk Diggler changes crazy. Like, he, he just seems like a totally different person at this point. So it's drugs, yeah, man. Yeah, like, okay, man. He's got that cocaine red. Who's that? <laughs> but this, like, Mark Wahlberg and Tom Jane got the cocaine red the, in this movie. Oh, like, you wouldn't like believe, is, dude. The bloodshot eyes. Like, the definition 
of cocaine red and we see Wahlberg getting interviewed and and we're watching a, cl a clip from the brock lander's i think it's brock lander's seven oral majesty <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because it's amber waves documentary yes. about him which has some of the best lines in the movie <sighs> where mark Wahlberg goes on all that rant you know he's like I'm saving people's marriages and stuff. And then he goes on this rant or something where he talks about, I don't know the exact thing, but he's like, it's like, you know, it's like Napoleon and stuff and like the fall of the Romans. Yeah. <laughs> People started attacking him because they were jealous. They, they just didn't like that he had that kind of power. Yeah. And then like Rome fell. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get John C. Riley's character, and he's like, "Oh my god! Hey, if films cause violence, I'd never make another film because boom, no more violence." <laughs> and he's like, and then he starts. He's like, and if I wasn't oh doing god, films, I, I, I do a magician. It's one of the greatest lines. <laughs> do you have that line with you? I don't know what he says, but it's yeah. And he goes, "You know." I'll well, he says he yeah he says that exact thing. What you said is like if you know, fine. I don't make any more films. I'll fuck on my yeah. own time. You know, I got other things I like. I like. I'm a magician. Yeah. I could do that. Oh shit! I couldn't wait to. I knew he was going to bring up being a musician. Uh, I mean, a magician. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I can't wait for the music. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then. Um, yeah, and that's when Dirk starts talking about all the letters. And I love how this whole part ends because you, you hear Amber Way's voice and she's like, film, poetry, karate, music, dance. He's a man of passion and mystery. He's a man of lust. And you got that amazing shot of him walking by like, I don't know, like a sewage <laughs> runoff. He's just like looking at the sunset. <laughs> a sewage runoff. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. And then you see directed by Amber Waves, and her name is yeah. like in this dope-ass font. Oh, it's so good, man. And uh, the scene after this, it gets a little, even, it gets really dark. Um, uh, Reed is doing magic stuff, but then um, Burt uh, Reynolds answers the phone, and it's the colonel. It looks like he's been arrested. And uh, I don't know, you want to tell the scene? Uh-oh. <laughs> you... This scene gets messed up, man. But this is, by the way, when he goes to see the colonel, yeah. is the scene where you still know, no matter what, like, Burt Reynolds' character, Jack, is a good yep. guy. Because the colonel tells him, basically, that the cops came to his house because another girl OD'd. She was 15. Yep. And at first, Burt Reynolds is like, okay, no, I get it. Like, you know, you don't know how old the girl is. Fine, fine. You know. Did, is she okay? Is she going to, you know, just don't tell him anything, everything. And he goes, no, 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 they found other stuff. And they, apparently they found a bunch of child porn. And Burt Reynolds immediately disowns them. Boom. Just like that. It's just like, nope, can't be a part of that. And there's that weird part where the colonel keeps looking at him. And he's like, just tell me you're my friend. Yeah. And he won't tell him. And the phone cuts out, and he's just banging on the window. And you never even see Burt Reynolds' face. You just see the character walk away. Yeah, and that, that seems super intense because there's that moment of um, just silence because it's one of those windows where you can't hear anything. And you see the colonel talking, and he's he's probably like trying to apologize and talk to him. And it's just so quiet, and the tension, oh, man, it is a, it's a rough one. A great scene. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. And then uh, it's so weird how this movie goes because then we're at a wedding. <laughs> I know, Becky Barnett and the murderer. 
<laughs> oh man, and uh, so we're at the wedding, and Wahlberg comes in all with the cocaine red and red light on his face, so it's super. Yeah, he comes in with Todd, right? And they both are strolling around. You could tell like he's getting a lot of shit from Tom Jane at this oh, point, yeah. right? Like he's acting like him. He's got the swagger. But Daniel, there's a new kid in Johnny Doe. <laughs> Johnny Doe. Some Johnny Doe. And this guy, by the way, is just the worst. <laughs> like, he's like me. Like I, I think like so funny, I, there's, there's like nothing endearing about this guy. He's a real piece of crap. And uh, and he it, it he's like he looks like he's going to be the new quarterback coming in to to lead the team. And uh, and you know Dickler Dickler. <laughs> Yeah, he's acting like he's, a dickler he is acting, in this scene. He's, uh, Johnny Doe tries to shake his hand and like, hey, what's up? And man, he just ignores him and he walks away. And then Reynolds is like, yeah, he's he's very shy. And, you know, he's it takes time for him to kind of get used to you. <laughs> he's trying to make all these excuses. Johnny Doe. Oh, man. It's so good. It's so good. And um, I can't wait for his seats <laughs> later. Because this is the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. So, then, um, so that this is one of those moments where uh, I'm realizing that whenever me and Mike cover a movie, there has to be a very awkward sexual bathroom scene. Because we, <laughs> we see Wahlberg. <laughs> we see Wahlberg in the, in the bathroom, and he's trying to get himself going. Yeah, so he's got that cocaine oh, red in bad. this scene, dude. It, and apparently he's been doing so much coke that he can't get it up no, anymore. It's like Spider-Man, you know, when he loses his powers. <laughs> Too much cocaine, you know? <laughs> Blood's going somewhere else. Too much else, cocaine and a low yeah. self-esteem and you start losing your powers. <laughs> and he's just like super sweaty all the time. And there's a, This is such a... This is the one scene that I get really uncomfortable with because I get really sad is when he comes out all fired up. And he starts screaming at Burt Reynolds, like, I'm ready to fuck. I'm ready to do it right now. And he's like, 20 minutes, man. And he's like, no, I want to fuck right now. And he says that part. I do love this part. When he goes, who do you want to fuck, me or him? And he points to John Doe. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't do anything to you. And Dirk Diggley looks at him and goes, hey, shut <laughs> up, man. Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> this whole scene is like hilarious and intense I don't, oh my god yeah oh man he's like i didn't do anything to you <laughs> yeah and i love that i didn't do anything to you <laughs> shut up man <laughs> i'll kick your ass i know karate oh yeah he does say that i know karate man <laughs> i'm a lethal weapon and he also says he goes you're not an actor i'm an actor yep, yep. And John Doe's like, I'm an actor. He's like, no, man, I'm an actor. I'm a star. And he's just so awkward. And And he tells uh, Amber Wave that she's not his mom. And he just starts cussing at everybody. And he says he's the the reason that everyone's there. And he's godlike. And he just, like, gets pissed off. And so then Reynolds basically tells him, like, dude, you're fired, man. Like, I can't put up with this shit. Yeah, man, he's cocaine. Yeah, you got to get him out of there. So he takes off, and and Reed goes off to go get him and apologizes to Reynolds, and he says, "I'll fix this. I'll fix this." And this is, uh, oh my yeah. god, this is it. <laughs> Maybe the greatest scene of the movie. This is what happens when you become too famous for something else. Say you're a, ba- a really awesome basketball player. Maybe you're an awesome football player. Maybe you're a great actor. Something happens when you mix all that confidence and everyone telling you how great you are, where you all of a sudden think you can be a great musician. And not only are you a great musician, but you are singing 
the song from the Transformers movie, You Got the Touch, <laughs> this <laughs> rendition by Mark Wahlberg, who can sing, who's a legitimate singer, yeah, is so great how bad oh he sings this song and how tone deaf it is. I mean, I, I was... You know, I would be just as bad. Because <laughs> he's like, you got the touch. You got the power. <laughs> and it sounds like if you had bronchitis and you're trying to sing, it's so thin. You know, like he's trying so oh, hard. And my favorite part is when he gets to the chorus, he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part is when they cut the other angle. Because the whole time they're just showing the camera toward him singing. And then they get kind of behind him, and you just see John C. Riley just fucking jam it out in the sound room. <laughs> like the... Oh, dude, dressed like Michael Jackson Thriller, oh, man. man. Like, he's got the freaking pants on and the shirt and oh, everything. Oh, it's so good. Uh... And he's got, like, curly hair going. Like, he's got it all wet yeah. and everything. It's just he's amazing. He's got a little soul glow in there, just kind of making it look fresh. <laughs> and uh, and then he, they're, they're listening over to the song, and... <laughs> And Mark Wahlberg's like, you think the bass is taken away from the vocals? <laughs> oh, God, I love that producer is just sitting there, and he's like, no, I think it sounds fine. And John C. Reilly's like, no, man, you heard him. <laughs> Turn it down. <laughs> Fix Turn this. down that bass. Oh, it's so good. And then uh, then they end up working on another little song at some point, and they're kind of just an acoustic guitar, and they're just going back and forth with it. Oh, man. Come on, come on, come on, come oh, yeah. on. <laughs> Feel, 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 feel my heat. <laughs> He's like, what if we did that like three more times? Like three more times. Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> oh, this is so magical. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie like uh, where it has a scene like that where it feels so legit. That is no joke. Uh, fu- that happens. There's guys that are in recording studio right freaking now doing this. Oh, it's so good, and it's hilarious. I mean, this was uh, legit one of the funniest sequences. Like, we are in the point of the movie where everything goes bad, but those scenes, the studio scenes, are just gold, That alone could have been a movie, like two guys trying to start a band. (laughs) Yeah, that are this this bad. bad. Yeah, it's so good. And then we get, we get, end up getting back to the, to the set. And now we see a coked up conversation between Amber. This is actually like a whole sequence of the film where everyone is just super cocaine red. And you will oh, see yeah. um, Amber Wave talking to Roller Girl and they're having a crazy conversation. We're seeing Johnny Doe as Rock Harders. <laughs> oh, my God. And they, they always have that horrible close up of him when he goes, yeah, yeah bitch. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> He's just horrible. He's like redlining the audio. And it's like <laughs> such a bad angle. Like it's, and he's pointing a gun at a woman who's down there, and he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> bitch, yeah." It's I'm so like, bad, dude. Uh, but it is supposed to signify it's like they've finally moved into video yeah. because they're mass producing these VHS, and the quality of the movie is horrible. Just horrible at this point. And Burt Reynolds is just going through the motions. He's he has no passion for anything anymore and even when he walks into ricky j editing he's reading a goddamn magazine <laughs> while he's editing the movie <laughs> and he goes how's it look and he goes hey, well, yeah you know, like, yeah what it is <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good uh so that whole sequence happens and then we get dirk and uh john c man they're trying to get them demo tapes they got to get that record contract okay 
this is this is my favorite scene. In oh, the it is. Like I know I've said that <laughs> a whole bunch, but that. I love this so much. When when they are yelling at this guy who owns the studio, and he goes, "No, Bert, you don't understand. We will get you your money, but we need the demo tapes." And he's like, "That's not how it works." He goes, "What don't you understand, Bert? We are guaranteed a record contract. Have you heard the tapes?" <laughs> he's like. And he's like, yeah, but you have to pay for me. He goes, Bert, what do you not understand? We're, we're 30 minutes late for a meeting right now. Give us the demo tapes. We'll go to this thing. We'll get a record. We are guaranteed a record contract. We will come back here. We will give you your money. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you need to pay for him first. And John C. Riley looks at him and he goes, look, Bert, you own the tapes, okay? You own the tapes. But that, that gold, that heart, that soul that's on that, that's all us, man. And you can't take that away from us. <laughs> I just love how Bert is so calm and they're yeah, so just, over the top insane. He has heard this conversation so many times, oh Daniel. And he is just sitting there like, absolutely not. And I love this is that Mark Wahlberg goes into a karate thing. Is I'll kick your ass, Bert. <laughs> And he still doesn't even <laughs> flinch. He just sits there just like... And Bert's just this old just man. Like, he's there. like an older gentleman. And you have you have this young Mark Wahlberg, like, going karate stance on this old man. Because he got pissed off because uh, Bert says, hey, hey, guys, it's a it's a catch-22. We can't do anything about it. And yeah. they get so insulted because they don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this is the best part is that Mark Wahlberg goes, what does that even mean, Bert? <laughs> catch-22. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I like that on the way out, Mark uh, John C. Riley looks at the the producer and he goes, "Thanks a lot, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't much help." Yeah, man. Oh, and though, yeah, they look at. I think they also look at the 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 studio guy was there too. Yeah, that's yeah. who he says. Uh, I guess that guy's also named yeah. Scotty because he says what he's like. Thanks a lot, Scotty. You weren't much oh, help. Is who? I just who love plays the, a bird. You know, is that? I don't know, but oh. he's so good. Barely even talks, and those just you do. What don't you understand, <laughs> man? We get the demo tapes. We are guaranteed a record contract. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude! And from there, I think we end up. Um, this is when we end up at the bank, and uh, Don Cheadle's trying to get a loan so that way he can. Oh, it's so oh, sad. It dude. is. It is one of those scenes. It's so weird, like the way this, the ebb and flow, the where this movie takes you, man. Like you go from laughing your ass off at that crazy ass studio scene, and then you're at the bank and you're just getting your damn heart broken. Like holy crap! Well, this is what Paul Thomas Anderson does best, man. Is he is he has really brought you down to the lowest level at yeah, this point. It's rough. They deny Cheadle the the loan because he's a. They find they know that he's a pornographer, and he's like trying to say like I'm an actor, like I I'm an actor. I just happen to be doing pornography every now and then, and and no, they don't have anything. They don't want anything to do with him, and he gets he gets very emotional, and it's tough. It's so sad, dude. All he wants to do is open Buck Super Stereo. Yeah, world, he knows man. exactly what he wants, and he's he knows he knows exactly how he's gonna do it. And he got all the papers and everything, and they yeah. The whole time when he keeps saying like, but I got all the papers is there anything that i missed or anything i need to put in there like you're like oh man like because <laughs> so you know how probably annoying it was to fill out all that paperwork yeah just to be told no we can't do it because of like some work you did it's in the just past. messed up man so now uh and then when you don't think you can get even sadder then you're at the uh they're kind of like at a settlement type hearing 
Yeah. Oh, man. Well, actually, the woman who plays the judge in this scene is an actual No way! So her character, the the woman that plays the judge in the scene, her life is based... Uh, the char- the character of Amber Waves is based no off her way. real life wow. experiences. Yes, so that's why uh, Paul Thomas Anderson has her play the judge in this scene. Yeah, she Amber Waves is based off this real life woman, and she had the same type of drug problem. She had her her child um, taken from her. And, wow, little Mike Wood fun fact. Ba da ba. And so it looks like they end up denying her. They go back and forth, and uh, because of her where she lives and her job and the industry she's in. It looks like they deny her the parental custody rights, and we see her outside the building, and she's just falling apart. And she's already been falling apart, so it sucks to see her. And, like, we feel bad for her, but at the same time, we know, like, she shouldn't have that kid. We know yeah. her. She's doing drugs all the time. She's, like, um, she's And it's honestly, it, it's the um, the plight of a of someone dealing with addiction. It's, like, you have the, the one conscious aspect that they know what they want and they obviously they love the kid but then they're dealing with the sickness at the same time so you feel bad that she can't get over that hump you know yeah no it's great like it really is like such a sympathetic scene you feel bad for on multiple levels but at the same time you know like they made yeah, the right they choice. had to do that you know and it sucks yeah. and then things change a little bit uh tune here we we we're in a yeah oh. we go from a bang bus to bang limo <laughs> Man, this is this woo. is a rough scene. <laughs> this is crazy. We got Roller Girl in a limo uh, with, and this is when that that tonal music yeah. starts up, and you know that shit is gonna get terrible, yes, and it just goes, which is so crazy, dude, because we are so low already, <laughs> and then the music starts up, and we're about to get some of the most depressing yeah. scenes. The the only good part of this scene is the fact that Roller Girl kind of looks like Drew Barrymore in Batman Forever. <laughs> She's like in this yeah, all white outfit. It's it's magical. But what's crazy is like so yeah, you like you're saying it's like a big situation, <laughs> but like in a limo and Burt Reynolds like we're going to get some hot Making action. Film industry yeah. history. Film history on videotape. <laughs> It's like somebody says yeah, that on videotape. <laughs> you can take it to your home. So it's really it's it, it. They start off with that, and then we see um, we see a truck pulling up up to an apartment complex, and it turns out Mark Wahlberg's just kind of standing out there waiting for someone, and um, definitely a planned situation that Mark Wahlberg's trying to do, and he picks him up. The guy's like, Hey, you waiting for someone? He's like, no, nah, I thought someone was coming by, but I don't think he's coming. And so he gets into the truck and they had the truck driver walks into a, drives into a parking lot. I was actually really confused at first. I was like, what's going on? Is this guy going to kill him or something? I had no idea. Oh man. He's back at the start, back at the start. Of yeah. The we're back at He's basically, he's kicked himself back to his old, uh, way of getting some extra change. And you know, what's crazy. Still charging. Are, he's charging, like the same, just a little yeah, bit more. A premium. Right? Because he says $10 to see it, $20 for me to jack yeah, off. Yeah. Which it was five in the beginning, 10, you know, five or 10. Yeah. Earlier, well, now right? it's, he's Dirk Diggler, you know, so. It, and I like that part when he says, all I got is 10 bucks. So he's literally back. Yeah, man. Started. It's so depressing. And that's happening all at the same time where we're going back to the limo and um, they're shooting the limo part. And 
uh, and that's really rough because this they pick up this guy, and and he actually does recognize Roller Girl. So he's the guy, Daniel, that gives her that blowjob. Oh, that's the same guy. Uh, miming. That's oh, the same no. guy. That's why she flips out so much. And uh, it's really gross because he's being very physical, uh, very like, oh, it's God. it's really hard to watch. And, and you even hear um, kind of adding a little bit of humor, to, trying to add some humor to it. You get Reynolds like, hey, man. <laughs> Make it Make sexy. It. Make yeah. it sexy. This is Roller Girl. <laughs> it was very Mr. Crown to me. Like that was Mr. Crown on yeah. set. <laughs> he's just make it sexy. Come make on, it man! Sexy. It's rolling. Or he's like, move. Can you move? I can't see you. <laughs> so, but it gets really rough, and um, he picks up. He they she ends up throwing him off, and Roller Girl um has the makeup Klaus Kinski style from Cross Space, just her lipstick everywhere, and she's like, I'm not doing this oh, shit, yeah. you know. And then we cut back to the truck, I think, and um now you know. Dig, Dirk Diggler's doing his thing, and the guy's like sweating and telling him to go faster. It's just a very uncomfortable freaking scene. Oh my god! Oh yeah. And uh, these guys just pop out of nowhere and just start. Um, it turns out it was a, it's a trap. And um, this must have happened like this. A truck attack must have happened to Paul Thomas Anderson at some point in his life because he does the same thing in um, Punch Drunk Love. Oh yeah. Right? It's almost exactly the same scene when Adam Sandler gets attacked by some guys in a truck. Trucks like are very useful for attacking because you have such an easy way to get in and out. And, uh, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, it's, but it is like, do you know what I mean? It's a very similar scene. Like, the way it's filmed, the way the, way the guys are. They come in are, quick, too. Like, Holy shit. They come in. Right? I know. It's and, and at first I thought, like, damn, is he going to, like, they, they end up beating him up really really bad but luckily they didn't like stab him or shoot him or something i i couldn't remember no it's because some weird thing of like they keep calling yeah the, the other, other f word gets thrown a bunch because it's like they're trying to get him for being which gay. is really weird way to do this because that guy was definitely being kind of creepy about it well it's projection yeah totally yeah <laughs> totally oh gosh and so then then we have roller girl getting um pissed oh, off yeah. the guy the guy <laughs> The Smart, guy gets man. a couple of last words in because they kick the guy out of the limo. Like, oh, I hate. This and he says so something much. like, "Oh yeah, you look like you're doing really good for yourself. Great job, you know." Like he's being just a real piece of crap. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh jeez, you're such a jerk, leaving me with a heart on." Yes. And like, oh. And God. he tells Reynolds like, "You used to make good movies. Now they suck." You know, he tells him something. Like that. It's that was. Ooh. That's it. That does <laughs> it. That was it. We get to see Reynolds be a badass once again. He whoops this dude's I ass. I love this, like, this fucking six-year-old dude just kicks this <laughs> guy's so ass. Awesome. Right on San Fernando Boulevard. Oh, man, he apparently. gives him that gator punch. Boom. <laughs> and so then he starts wailing on him, and they pull him off of the kid. And then, uh, I say kid, but he's like college. And then uh, Roller Girl gets out. And this is where the roller skates come in handy, my friends. She oh. destroys this dude's face. just And she's like, it's this emotional moment where obviously she's been holding in. Because she gives off this energy of she's very shielded. And uh, this is where you really get to see everything just get released and boom it's just rage like she fucking killed pretty, yeah i'm pretty sure i right and the last line she says to him is i hope you die you motherfucker <laughs> as the limo pulls off and this guy's face was caved in by a roller <laughs> skate man like it is a really dark heavy scene and just when you and you think like <laughs> okay 
how, how are we gonna get lower daniel <laughs> and it's just all kind of happening within like fucking four blocks from each other because i know this yeah. is so great this is such a paul thomas anderson thing it, it's very reminiscent of Magnolia. yeah everything is all intertwined everything's connected and you see you see the the guys that beat up mark Wahlberg. you see their truck take off and then you see the limo go just right down the street like in the same area and then you see this like white wagon uh going toward this little donut shop which i did notice because i was just like oh dude donuts sound so good right now and uh they pull into the donut shop and look it's don Cheeto and he's you know he's with his and he's got a new style. Oh by yeah, the he way. does. He's like Miami Vice right oh, dude, now. Oh, you dude. had to go. He's got that full white suit on. You and can't everything. deny that look, man. I I got to wear Miami Vice. Like I actually went to a Halloween party, and it was all '80s. And I went to a like a old um like a shop that sells a bunch of old clothes, but that a bunch of I guess rich guys owned back in the day, secondhand shop. And I bought those type of clothes, the exact kind. It is the most breathable damn suit I've ever worn in my life. Holy crap! I get it. And I looked amazing. It was just—it was a great night. I think it, I feel like he's rocking tops. Oh yeah, yeah, he's going Don full tops. Right? <laughs> and uh, and uh, now his his, uh, his wife is pregnant now, so they got a, they got a baby uh, getting ready, and uh, she's. Which, by the way, that reveal, and we've just seen so much bad things. Oh, like, oh the, my the, god! Yes, what is going to happen? This movie plays with your mind because you're like, oh shit! Like, I guess I should get ready for the worst thing, and you do think of the worst things that's about to happen, and and it makes sense with her being pregnant because yeah, that's when you end up at a donut shop like at freaking one in the morning or whatever, and so he jumps in there. And I love the way the scene is shot because he's looking through the window and the camera's just kind of panning with him on the other oh, side. So good. Oh, man, I love that. And it's so good at diffusing the tension because you have the Christmas music going yep. on and you're, like, getting comfortable. And Don Cheadle is so amazing as he does this, like, ad-lib line. Yeah, he straight up captures the magic of why you love getting donuts. Yeah. Which, by the way, you know what I thought was really funny is that I believe she requests a bear claw. No, he ended up getting like a Christmas <laughs> donut. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, my favorite part is when he goes, did you do that? Oh, did you do that for the yeah. holiday? <laughs> oh, well, that, that's cute. <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'll get a couple. Yeah, yeah, give me two of those. <laughs> He's so good, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, and there is a weird thing about, and I'm not sure how it is in other he, major by cities, the way, but donuts out, are huge in LA. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. And, you know, they're always, like, they're always called – I don't know what it is, Daniel, but I know, like, I, look, I've lived in Southern California my whole life. And for some reason, donut shops are just fucking amazing. <laughs> like, you never go to a chain one, dude. You always go to, like, the hole-in-the-wall mom-and-pop yep. donut shop. And for some reason, they all have the same donuts, but they're all amazing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they all have the same <laughs> shit. It's like – they get them out of some giant factory or something, but they all have the same You're amazing You're correct. Donuts. I've been to at least four or five so far, and all of them just amazing. And luckily, I have one walking It distance. doesn't matter which yeah, one, it right? Doesn't. Like, don't, don't go to the... Don't ever step into a Winchell's or some yeah. shit like that. No, no, no. You go to that one that like is the hole in the wall that's open until like midnight. Exactly. You know, and uh, and you're feeling good. You know, you're feeling great. Things are going well. All of a sudden, man, just kind of like in uh, I covered badass last time. You get a guy coming in with a gun, getting ready to just hold up the place. Things tension rises quickly. You know all the investment that Don Cheadle has in life now, so you feel you feel bad for him. And he's, yeah. Oh, because you know nothing's ever gone no, right for just, him. Oof. We're just like, oh, it's fuck. Worse is going to happen. And there's such a weird 
you want to say what happens because it's such a crazy amount of events this is this is just so incredible is that don Cheadle? this guy's robbing the donut shop and don Cheadle's sitting there with his hands up just terrified and the guy keeps going shut up and he's like okay okay and he's getting this kid to empty the cash register and while that's going on we pan over to see this nra guy <laughs> Like this, this fat white dude sitting at a table reading a gun magazine <laughs> at at like what one a.m. at a donut shop in Gotta the get valley, that reading in, buddy. <laughs> and he just starts reaching into his pocket, and then we cut back, and the guy's like, "Get the rest of the money from the safe." And while that kid's getting the money from the safe, Don Cheeto looks over and he sees this guy pulling out the gun. He goes, no, no, don't do not do that, man. Don't do that. And the criminal thinks he's talking to him. And he's like, shut up. And he puts the gun to Don Cheadle's head. And we're like, oh, my God. And then oh, all of a sudden, so fast. the NRA guy fucking takes fire, sh- shoots the criminal. The criminal shoots the NRA guy, who then shoots his gun one more time and kills the the kid that's working behind the counter whose head explodes all over Don Cheadle's face and his beautiful tubs his tub suit, <laughs> suit. and they, I feel like they purposefully ruby redded the blood a little bit to make it look like jelly donuts <laughs> oh yes dude and there's brain chunks everywhere and all this and and we're just sitting there like what the fuck and the first time you see this scene, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, it all happens so quick, right? And then you just see they iris in on that bag of money boom, on the floor. And then you just get that shot of John Cheadle's face, the money again. And the next thing you see is just Don Cheadle walking out with that bag. I just love this, is that... Paul Thomas Anderson know he's taken you for a hell of a ride at this point. There's been a lot of low moments. Yeah. But he puts up that title card as he goes, a long way down, but one more to yep. go. <laughs> Which, so this is an actual recreation of the real-life uh, John Holmes murder. Uh, so John Holmes, from 70s porno movies, was murdered in this Wonderland murders, which Wonderland is the street, uh, and they were robbing a guy. And this is basically a recreation of that but for boogie oh, nights oh i didn't know that yeah that's what it's supposed holy to be. crap <laughs> but tom jane has this amazing plan to like rob this guy that used to come into the dance club all the time by selling him a bag of baking soda <laughs> genius idea always genius and they're sitting around and uh john c Riley and and uh dirk diggler are just like um, are you sure it's going to work and everything? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, are you, is he going to try it? And he's like, nah, he'll never try how it. How do you know? <laughs> and they're like, but yeah, but well, yeah, how do you know? And he's like, die, no. And Philip Seymour Hoffman is just pacing in the background. And he goes, I don't know, guys. You should be careful. And Dirk Diggler just looks at me and goes, just got to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because they were kind of showing a little hesitance about the situation. But then when Scotty says to watch out, like, y'all should watch out, guys. He's like, Scotty, <laughs> no one asked you. And also, so their plan is to get five grand by selling a bag of baking soda to this guy. And there's a thing where Mark Wahlberg comments that's enough to get the vet fixed. Apparently, they cut out a scene, but there is a scene where, um, Mark Wahlberg ran his vet into a telephone pole. Oh. And that's why it's oh, all fucked up. Oh, okay. That would make sense. 
Yeah. But you get that amazing scene when they pull up to this dude's house, which, I mean, we've had a lot of great scenes. This one is one of the most memorable in movie history. But when they pull up three dudes, Tom Jane... (laughs) John C. Riley and Mark Wahlberg in, in a tiny two-seater oh. vet is one of the best. There's things. a reason they couldn't get Scotty in there. <laughs> yeah. And they go into that house, and this guy, played the by great Alfred Molina, baby, with a hell of a stash. Dude, my God, there you go. Another amazing my mustache, God. right? And this scene, probably most memorable for you got to turn down the volume. Oh, yes. because there is this kid this chinese kid because alfred merlita says at one point he goes he's from china he loves fireworks (laughs) it's it's almost like he's from china so he loves fireworks that's what he says that's like the line is that for some reason paul thomas anderson has made to like made this scene incredibly memorable because they walk into a house for this drug deal with sister christian blaring on a sound system and every like five to ten seconds a black cat little <laughs> firework going off in the living room as this kid's lighting them on candles and he's just throwing yeah, them on the and, ground and, and he's and it's so f- it's not like on a steady pace either so you're kind of getting into the dialogue and then a freaking firework which is going off right now outside my house by the way uh, goes <laughs> off and it is so loud and amplified because it's in the house and it's a huge house Oh, is the scene is it's it's such an amazing scene, but at the same time, absolutely like mind numbing. I mean, and especially because all the actors are also yeah, flinching; they're on edge. The fireworks <laughs> and off. also cooking red too. <laughs> yeah, and everybody. By the way, they notice the door guy has a gun, so they're constantly afraid that somebody's <laughs> shooting at them. It's so good, man. And and Alfred Molina is going on. I think he does some like crank or some crackers. Oh, dude, he is, yeah, because he's got that yeah, pipe, man. That's a he's heavy drug, whatever he right? hit. And he goes into this big old rant, and he's talking about the music, and then he's just kind of going off, and Thomas oh, Jane's looking this weird. This is my f- favorite part when he talks about this in the scene. He's blaring Sister Christian, and he's like periodically singing yep. the song. And he's just, by the way, he's in a giant silk robe with this like yep. underwear on. <laughs> Just dancing around, like being a just. They let Alfred Merlina yep. just go on set, right? Like they he's just going press play. for it. And he does that part where he makes everybody stop during the part where the song goes oh. bum, 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 bum. <laughs> <laughs> and there's fireworks going off, and he's singing, and he starts doing air guitar, and he goes to this great part where he looks at him and he goes, "You know what? I make mixtapes." Because I don't want anybody telling me what I can and can't listen to. I want to listen to it when I want to listen to it. I don't want to listen to a song that I don't want to hear after this song. If I want to hear a fucking song after this one, I'll put it on my tape. And then in the middle of that, Sister Christian doesn't even finish. (laughs) The tape just ends. And it's just dead silence. For like 10 seconds as it's flipping sides. And you just hear the... The fireworks oh, it's so going good. Because he, he has one of those automatic flipper cassette decks, which I have too. It comes in handy because you don't have to do the back and forth thing. There is a great little line, by the way, that he says to the Chinese guy. He <laughs> says something like, what is this? This is mixtape 11, right? And then you cut to a close-up and it says mixtape <laughs> 6. 
And I just, I love that little little touch. He's just like, he's living in this drug haze, this magical drug yeah. haze world. And he has this one guy that is like his main guard guy. That And, he, and the guy is going through the coke and, and weighing it and stuff, making sure it's the proper amount that they're paying for. Because they asked for, um, was it 5,000, right? And um, yep. and they're getting nervous because they're worried that this guy's gonna that might he might test the shit. And all of a sudden, everyone's getting nervous. And all of a sudden, Thomas Jane just gets this itch in his ass, and just all of a sudden is like, "You have a safe under your bed. I want you to open the safe. I know you have a safe." Like, I. <laughs> oh yeah, this is so because Mark Wahlberg and John C. Reilly get up and they're like, "We gotta go, right? We gotta Hell get yeah. out of here." And then that's when Tom Jade's like, no, we're not done yet. And they're like, what are you doing, Todd? <laughs> and he's like, go into that safe in the bedroom, and I want all the money. And Alfred Milley's like, what? <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, man? And he's like, you heard what I said. And I love this is that you cut back to Mark Wahlberg and John C. Ray like, sir, we, I'm, we're really sorry. <laughs> we don't know anything about this. Oh, my God. And you still got all these fireworks yes. going off, right? It never ends. It's so bad. And and then all of a sudden, um, so then Thomas Jane b- busts out the gun, right? Doesn't he point it? Does he point it at Alfred Molina? Yes. Yeah, he points it out. But then the guy uh, who's counting the drugs pulls out his gun. Tom Jane shoots him. But Molina, by the way, played Russian roulette. That's right. Everybody. This, <laughs> he, busts out a, he busts out this huge revolver hand cannon. Yeah, and by the way, when all those little black cat fireworks are going off, yes, right, like he put he's playing Russian roulette, and they keep thinking the gun, and he's like, "Oh, you should have seen your faces." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he takes it. He takes the gun he was doing Russian roulette with, and shoots Tom Jane in the shoulder, Boom. and then that that security guard like tries to shoot up um, Mark Wahlberg and. John C. Riley, but they're able to hide behind a bar. But then Alfred Marina like goes running in his bedroom, and Tom Jane's just pacing around, and they're like, "Todd, let's get the fuck out of here, man!" <laughs> and Tom Jane has the most amazing part when he's just he's like, "We're gonna do what we came here to do." <laughs> he, he charges up to the door, kicks the door open like a boss, and of course, Alfred Molina's sitting on the bed. He has a giant shotgun. He just freaking blows him away. <laughs> And then just goes after Dirk Diggler and John C. Riley as yep, they run out of the He keeps calling them his puppies. Come here, my puppies! <laughs> and he's just running around like the Hollywood Hills shooting a <laughs> shotgun. It's, it's so intense, man. And then, of course, Wahlberg runs, runs. They did a really smart thing that I don't think a lot of people would think of, especially since most people don't drive manuals anymore. But he puts the car in neutral and they start pushing it because they don't have time to get it going. And yeah. uh you know, Wahlberg's able to get in just in time, but it's the car's getting shot up. And I think John C. Riley just sort of runs into a neighborhood. Like, just I don't think he ever jumps in the car with them. Yeah, he just, like, runs in somebody's <laughs> backyard, man. It's just, yeah. like, survival. Just get the hell out of there. And why, uh, Wahlberg runs out of gas. He's all pissed off, but he knocks out in the car, and he wakes up in the, in the morning, right, what it looks like. Going to... Um, back to Reynolds with his uh, tail between his legs you know this is his this has been that whole moment in his life has completely made him realize oh yeah things were better like <laughs> before <laughs> cocaine <were> better. <laughs> <laughs> and so he goes back to Jack and he starts asking for help and he apologizes for the way he acted 
and you know Reynolds just gives him a hug and it just he automatically starts just bawling and crying and honestly if Reynolds was still alive and gave me a hug I'd immediately start crying too just from my unworthiness to receive it <laughs> and <laughs> And so, uh, so yeah, so like they they come back together, and now we get uh, a really great, maybe one of the best commercials I've ever seen for Buck's Super Stereo Store. Oh God, amazing! Directed by yeah, directed by Everwayza. And I like at the end, he's like, "All you got to do is come inside us." (laughs) (laughs) Like nice. Oh, that line too when he says, "We want you to come inside us." You gotta love it, and uh, now it looks like Roller Girl's getting her GED. Uh, Colonel's definitely somebody's bitch now. Uh, there's a new nightclub sign revealed, and unfortunately, uh, there is a Q instead of a G for in the Rodriguez. <laughs> he's like, oh man! <laughs> I love that part when he's like, "That's supposed to be a G." <laughs> uh, John C. Riley is the greatest damn magician of all time. It's just such a good little sequence. Oh, God. That s- sequence when he has a topless woman. Yeah, he's all naughty, out. naughty, Candy. <laughs> <laughs> naughty, naughty. And by the way, nobody no. claps. They're just I like, what the part. hell just happened? And then we see, um, we see like Buck and his wife, and she's having the baby. Club. It's a baby boy. Very good to see Buck happy. You're like, you know, kind of a shitty yeah. way that he got there, but he got there, you know. It's all that matters. Yeah. Everything worked and, uh, out, man. Then Luis Guzman is cooking up in the house, and it smells really bad. And uh, I guess it's—I don't know—maybe he's cooking manudo. I don't know. I think that smells great. But I love that part when, when Bert Riddle's like, "You got to turn on a fan, or something, <laughs> yeah. man." He's like, "Damn, you're sticking up the whole neighborhood." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then we see Reynolds uh, goes up to Amber, and he tells her that she's one foxy lady. And uh, I think he says it a little bit different, but. <laughs> He says, you know what I'm looking at right now? I'm looking at the foxiest bitch in the <laughs> yeah, world. Yeah, that's what he's... <laughs> I knew you'd lay out that line. And uh, she she still looks not great. But, uh, you know, it's a process. Oh, no, it's she's, she's getting better. And uh, Wahlberg is having uh, quite possibly the longest conversation after this part uh, in the mirror to himself, um, practicing his lines and stuff. And he's looking incredibly... It looks like the next... Um, the next movie is going to be a Miami Vice type. Yeah, because he's got his oh, Dodge Johnson looking great. right now. Looking great. And, he, yeah, he's practicing his lines, and, you know, he's taking the job very serious as he's always taking it. And <laughs> Oh, my God. It's so funny how he recites these lines, <laughs> yeah. too, right? When he's just like, 12 inches is a wide load. Not sure you can take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so magical, oh, man. God. And he's like, I'm a star. I'm a star. I'm a star. Oh, yeah. This was... They made fun of this scene so much in all the Academy Awards stuff because when he pulls out that... (laughs) Is that a fake one? Oh, yeah. It's a prosthetic penis. Apparently, he's kept... Oh, God. He puts it, like, in a pickle jar? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this was, like... They made fun of this so much because, yeah, at the end of the movie, he pulls out a dick. But, like, it's... I understand where people laugh about it, but like in reality, it's such a, like a great thing because he, he he pulls out his dick and he says to it, "You're a star, you're a star," which is kind of just so like so pathetic. Yeah, 
is that like all of this was just about like some piece of skin yeah yeah you, you he's gone through this entire trek of his life going up and down and all around and fucking drugs and all kinds of crazy shit almost getting killed for a stick of meat <laughs> oh yeah and it's kind of like man that's yeah. deep dude just all the problems that happened to the world all sorts of shit and all comes down to just some just a phallic object coming out of crazy pants, what a wall you know? wiener can do <laughs> and you know that's the end of the movie that's the way it wraps up and there is a lot of uh oh man ends with that elo <laughs> song and it's just fucking great, i just love dude. it man it's so good it just keeps you going actually poof. apparently elo was like not about putting this in a movie because they're really against like drugs and violence oh no i didn't know but that. then He's he um, I forget the lead singer's name, but he's the Paul Thomas Anderson sent him a copy of the movie and he loved it so much he was like, yeah, you can use the song. <laughs> oh shit! Because it ends with "Living Thing" and like I can't imagine it not ending with that song. It's so perfect and just wraps up so well with the end of the movie. Yeah, I listened to uh, the I listened it all the way through the credits just because I was like, that was great. I love that. I mean, I saw ELO live at the Hollywood Bowl, and all I could think about was that prosthetic <laughs> dick. Just you know? wiggling and waggling in your face. <laughs> <laughs> like, they do a whole sort of, like, light show, and, like, they got a video projection screen and everything. I didn't see the projected dick. <laughs> <laughs> Is, uh, they're like, okay, now it's time to put on your 3D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, every episode I... I talk about some of the memorable characters and how there's just... And this movie, by far, has had some of the most memorable characters out of any freaking movie I'll probably ever cover. Because um, I don't think I'll get past 20 episodes, y'all. But uh, this will definitely be the... <laughs> you, what, you're calling the end of the podcast right no, now? No, uh, you know, I'm just letting everyone know. You know, Just don't get your hopes up. But this will be the most memorable... <laughs> That's what you love, you know. Don't get, get too, too invested, invested. guys. You know. uh, and so uh, we call this segment Quick Impressions. All right, I'm going to... Quick Impressions. The fuck is this? This is twice in two days and a chick is OD'd on me. What do you think this means? That maybe you ought to think about getting some new shit? What do you think? Yes, sir. Oh, oh shit. She's freaking out. Oh, see, look at this. With all this fucking conversation. Come on. Come on. <laughs> this is twice in two days and a chick is OD'd on me. You think this means that maybe you ought to get some new shit? What do you think? Yes, sir. Oh, oh shit, she's wigging out. Oh shit, please don't die. All right, there you go. There. <laughs> oh, that is the quick great, impression dude. segment. And now we are going to rate this movie. Um, I rate all the movies by mustache. Um, full recommendations of Fu Manchu stash. Worth a watch is a walrus stash. Eh, is a horseshoe stash. And I want to forget is a toothbrush stash. As we all know, the Hitler piece of shit stash. I give this movie a full damn Fu Manchu recommendation, baby. This is a freaking amazing movie. You should watch this now if you haven't seen it before. And you should watch it again after that. <laughs> and I think I know yours, but go ahead if you want to talk about your impressions of this. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. 100, 100%. Two Fu Manchus. <laughs> I don't know. The super long one? Like, you know, I always tell people, like, this is probably, this is definitely in top three 
for me of my favorite movies i love this movie so much i think it is so well made it's so easy to watch it's like a perfect movie from start to finish i can't think of anything i would ever change about it i love every single moment of this movie it's always shocking to me how like little people have seen it because i just assume that it's kind of a popular movie and it was really good some people seen it it's kind of weird because the subject matter is so like it's a it they say a lot of porn terms in this movie right like they really go for it and like they don't hold back but it doesn't detract from it at all like it is a legitimately very very good movie i think it's one of the best ever made i don't know how you can rate that above a fu manchu (laughs) but uh whatever a perfect movie is that's what it is (laughs) well i'm I'm really glad man that you that you recommended it i i don't know if i would have thought about um watching this uh i it's one of those movies that I'm. I watched it once and then a couple of times. So when people bring it up, I can basically remember the references. But watching it again now, because it's been so long, I think when I saw it, I was probably like, I don't know, late teens, early twenties, and watching it now as a grown ass man, <laughs> it's just a different outlook to it. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just a different. I mean, this movie was made in 1998. Yeah. It's over 20 years old. And it just holds up so it's just well. It's amazing. Man. I loved it. Um, do you have any plugs for the show? Well, you can listen to my other show, The Grind Bib, and I'm sure Daniel's yep, talked yep. about it before because he's on that show all the time. <laughs> Mag Wheels, oh, baby. <laughs> Death to that movie. And I'm sure we got a lot of crossover listeners, so. I don't know. What's going on, Tim? <laughs> What's up, Tim? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't wait till he's on this show, man. Everyone's going to love him. Yeah, Tim, when are you coming on the grind oh, bin, dude? Guys from Queens, New York. He is quite the character, man. Love him. <laughs> he can come on the show and just fucking drag my ass for doing New Oh, York yes. Accident, you know? <laughs> I'd also like to plug the movie Nashville Girl. Huge, huge fan of Nashville Girl. <laughs> uh, it'll never appear on the grind bin. It loses every user poll. But uh, it'll probably be on there one day. So check out our Nashville Girl episode, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's let's all push for Nashville Girl. Check out that Bollywood movie we did. If you want to hear a good Daniel episode of The Grind Bin, check out that Akri Adalot. You know, that Bollywood Death Wish, man. Oof. Indie Death Wish with you and Faustus. What a movie, I dude. I love that episode because I pretty much got to sit back and... and just listen and enjoy and then make a dumb joke like every few minutes. It's what, well, pre- that pretty we much that's do. what we do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and y'all know where you can find me. I'm at the M, M Podcastio on Twitter. I'm at Mustachio Podcastio on Instagram. Like my shit. Give me some, uh, some recommendations if you have anything. I might listen. I might not listen. But if I do listen... He's not going to take them. Don't worry, guys. But if I do, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I'll have my people call your people and let you know that I'm... And none of this shit where, like, somebody's, like, got some sort of a half stash. No, it's got to be a full stash. Yes, and I will actually cover movies. If they wear a stash in real life and maybe they don't have a stash in the movie, I'll freaking cover it. I don't give a shit. But I feel like you should talk the whole time about how much it would be better if they had a stash. Oh, (laughs) definitely. I mean, I would say the stashes are kind of the co-stars of Boogie Nights. You know, I brought you stash-heavy movie. Oh, you movie brought here. me maybe the most legendary one. I don't know if I'm going to get another one quite like this. 
and you know whose stash we didn't we didn't mention that was freaking legendary um my god he's uh oh yeah dude that guy that's just yeah he never says a line the time the old he dude. never says a line he just yeah. has this great freaking mustache man it just owns it oh yeah here jack, we go. Wallace. jack wallace classic fucking mustache on this guy dude also huge character actor 108 credits including the first death that's wish. right yeah he's in the first death wish it's all connected man dude guys got a legendary oh, just stash. legend love that guy i'm gonna he's gonna be in the next post for sure i'm gonna uh, maybe i'll do one of his movies where he has like one line <laughs> i think Yo, he's got a lot then of that he's right. coming up yeah because you know i'm looking through his IMDb. like for example he was in american pie 2 daniel as the character of enthusiastic guy <laughs> well on that note everybody thank you so much i'm gonna be an enthusiastic guy thank you so much for listening thank you mike for joining the show i will check y'all laters